Hello and welcome to the third one-on-one podcast. My name is Zorro Daddy, and today I'll be going one-on-one with none other than ABDLer, Dipster, Kinkster, Millennial, Muncher, Speaker of the Truth, Fixer of My Technological Problems, Friend, and oh so much more, Luke. Hello, Luke. Millennial. Well, yeah, among other things, okay. there's a whole list okay. there. No, thank you. I appreciate the list. You chose them very well. Um, as always, it's an honor to be with a published writer. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. I see how it is. Even if well, he's self-published. <laughs> hey, 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 it's more than I've ever done. I'll give him that much credit. Hey, there's a lot of things I've done with myself, okay? Oh, me too. But I mean, I don't think this is the place to air that. Well, there you go. And that other voice that you're hearing. And, uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. Uh, making the third episode a truly unique experience is <gasps> ABDLer, Dipster, Kinkster, Husband, Daddy, Munch Creator, Munch Leader, Munch Implementer, Dog Owner, Cat Owner, Rabbit Owner, Llama Owner, Friend, and, well, damn, he's busy. PA Daddy. Hello, PA uh, Daddy. Hello. Now, I want to know, I want to know, before we go any further here, PA Daddy, what does the PA stand for? It can't be something simple like Pennsylvania. Is it like post-apocalyptic or you know, public I, announcement? Actually, you know, if I do change my name, I, maybe I'll change it to post-apocalyptic daddy. That's uh, <laughs> only only if Bethesda decides to fix Fallout 76. Oh, is it broken? No. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I don't uh. know. But it's definitely kind of a shit show over there. All right, uh, cool. Uh, but let's not get into well, that. Let's, let's not let's not take over the podcast and talk about video games. It's not like we're nerds or anything. No, not no, like no, Nate no. knows what a video game no, is, except it, it, Mario Kart. It, 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 Mario Kart. It got me some Mario Kart. You bet. SNK baseball. All the, all the PlayStation gamers just cringed when you said that. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, it, it does actually stand for PA, which obviously uh, you guys know, but uh, the listeners may not. Though I have had people ask me in the past if it's Pa Daddy, like oh like Papa, uh, as in like another word for dad. And I'm like, but that would just make it redundant. That would make you what, Silly. Daddy underscore Daddy? Yeah, Daddy <laughs> underscore Daddy, Daddy Daddy. I'm, daddy, I'm daddy. Daddy to Daddies. I don't think anybody has the username of Daddy Daddy. I mean, well, we that's brilliant. Out really Someone's about to be. Hold on, let me get on fat. <laughs> I need a, I need a new sock puppet. Change my name to Daddy. There, there's actually a guy locally here. Uh, whenever I mention you, I say, I say PA Daddy. The guy and the guy's like, oh yeah, yeah, I've met him before. And then I'll have a short conversation with this person and to you remind him about the one from York. Yeah, there's another PA Daddy. <laughs> with, like, I was like, no, not that one. Not that one. That's, yeah. yeah, this is this mm-hmm. one. So Daddy Daddy hasn't been online for over eight years, is a 61-year-old female from New York, New York, United States, um, that's protecting someone, and it's complicated. Oh, it sure <laughs> good, is. It good sure for you, is. Daddy Daddy. Good for you. There you go. Speaking of complicated, P.A. Oh. Daddy. Now, P.A. Daddy has been brought uh, into this third episode as the guest antagonizer. So when we start saying something of value, it's his job to derail us. I'm doing pretty well so far. I don't, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm just saying, knocking this out of the park. I know you, Brian. That's not what's tooting. I've been unemployed for a while, so I'm really trying to get this job. There you go. I got, I got a steady gig. 
Gotta really impress Zoro so he'll hire me. Oh, jeez, there you go. Yeah, well, the, uh, um, the, the Zoro, um, Zeke and Lily Empire is yeah. paying dividends. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think anyone's ever used the word Zeke and Lily and Empire in that way. Oh, well, my. they should. In, in all honesty, you know, before I knew better, it was good stuff. <laughs> there you go. I see. I see. Well, well, I got some competition for this job now. Oh, jeez, I'm telling you. It, it will be a battle. It will be a battle royale. Well, yeah, uh, nothing but respect. Nothing but respect. Clearly, uh, the, the three of us know each other, and... Uh, there's a reason why. It's because all three of us attend the Llama Munches on a regular basis. Llama stands for, and I keep getting this wrong, Lancaster, Littles, ABDLers, Middles, and Adults. Is that right? Sure, go with that. Why not? It's, I, uh, I, I came up with it, and I don't even know what oh. the hell it is. So your guess is as good as mine. It's not the... It's, what was the other one we had that was... The, uh, Lanc- Lancaster... Lancaster, Lebanon, Amish, Mennonite Association. Yes. There was like a lesbian in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah Le- no, well, yeah. there was also Lancaster, Lesbian, and Mennonite um, Association. Something Mario Kart um, Association. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mario Kart. Yeah, we went through a Mario Kart phase for a while. We. Yeah, I, d- I don't. I'm still there. I'll be honest. I know. That's sweet ass baby Luigi. <laughs> there we are. We get that question a lot from the vanillas, and at some point we should probably come up with like an actual vanilla acronym that we could use for that or something. I still think Lancaster Lebanon Amish Mennonite Association works. We're all showing our ankles so they know we're at least Mennonite. Yeah. I mean, because that's the prerequisite right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the is, is only that, difference. It's like like. Like Jewish people and Catholics get circumcised, and Amish Mennonites show off their ankles. Is that pretty much? The, yeah, pretty. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that would be their cutie marks. That's how yes. that works. Ooh, ooh, I like it. Hey, more power to them. There we go. <laughs> well, uh, I decided for for this the uh, uh, the one on one podcast episode three, the search for Spock. I decided. <laughs> I decided for this one. To give you guys a taste, just a small taste of what it is like to be at, uh, at a llama munch. And because I only have one real responsibility at llama munches, insert sarcasm right here. I'll give you, I'll give you guys a second. No, I mean, you're, no, you're no. I want, I want to hear what this, um, responsibility no, is because I've yet to find it. It's really <laughs> easy. He put, he puts the name Zorro Daddy on all the events. That's, that's, that's it. That's he does favorite. make the list. He does make yeah. the list. Oh, yeah, Thank you very much, Luke. I will be making, uh, throughout this podcast, I will be making a quote list, oh, which God. I do at every single Llama Munch, and then I'm going to post it on the Llama Group on FetLife. Check out our Llama Group right now to see yes. previous week's lists. They are always there for your pleasure. Oh, he made a pleasure. book? He made a book? Oh, out. yes, he did. Yes, also uh, pimp that book. Yes, it it's uh, it's it, the, the Llama Munch quote uh, ebook. It is... You can find that on my website, zorodaddy.com. It actually doesn't have any cost at all. Oh, that's if you, awesome. um, oh, it's free. Yeah. Which, which is I would good hope so. I won't charge you royalties. Oh, jeez, anyway, I'm telling you. Because it's You steep. know a couple of us. That, <laughs> he, he makes me come over to his house and put on a French-made outfit and vacuum the rug. It, it's very humiliating. To be fair, I only make him come over and vacuum the rug. The rest <laughs> of them don't Yeah. Oh, oh, that, okay, all right. <laughs> Just because it's on the couch doesn't mean you have to wear it. Yeah, oh. I mean, 
laid um, out perfectly with the stockings yeah. and yeah, and the chest with with a, with a sign that says "Please wear." Like no, you don't <laughs> yeah. have to. It's yeah, like Alice in Wonderland style. There's just a sign that says "Wear me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. For better or for worse, I have a funny feeling this is going to be a wild one, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, three hours later, we'll actually get to the questions you well, wanted to ask. Probably. Yeah, if this is three hours later, I'll just hang up. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of us have jobs. Yeah, if, if this is three hours, we're using the Nintendo second scale. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the basic idea of one of these crazy one-on-one podcasts is to go through a checklist of topics that cover a range of subjects. And then we offer up some thoughts about each item. And if more conversation is fostered, that's great. But if not, we move right on to the next checklist topic. Now, regardless of any of our statements, regardless of any of our silliness, we're going to give our points of view about a topic, whatever the topic may be, without attacking each other. Even if we don't see eye to eye on things, and there's a reason why I've I've made this the key point of the one-on-one podcasts, I think nowadays, far too often, the way people view others who don't see things the same as them is to view those people in the worst possible light. And that's not right at all, in my opinion. Uh, Everybody has a right to have an opinion, and everybody has a right to voice it. I think sometimes we forget to be respectful of what other people think. So today, or or actually tonight, we're going to discuss different opinions without tearing each other new ones. I'm sorry, guys. I know you were looking forward to that. Yeah, I know. What the hell? Why am I even here? (laughs) Yeah. So there are two big points to bring up before we get started. Number one, what you're going to hear in this podcast are our opinions only. And I say it that way to lead into number two, which is we're not going to present our opinions as fact. Sometimes uh, people will do that. They'll offer up their opinions with no less than passion. You know, to say the least, sometimes total passion. And they come off as sounding like they believe that their opinion is the truth and the only way, though that may not be their intention. So what we're going to do is offer up uh, opposing points of view. But as you can already tell, we do like to jab at one another. That's uh, that's half of the fun of this. But Specifically um, for our opposing points of view. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's how, And that's why we have quote lists, that's for sure. So, uh, checklist item number one is origins. And Luke, let's start with you. Um, l- let's say your origins with regards to ABDL. We'll actually plow into the other four letters in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, really, it's probably the stereotypical origin story. Uh, for some reason, I've been just thinking about these weird, more crinkly things since I was probably a little bit before puberty. I slowly decided to act on that. Um, Ended up going to college down in Washington, D.C., where I met the D.C. Littles Munch group. Oh, okay. um, through them, uh, I became active with some community members who I believe you had a former uh, member of that munch. Uh, he still shows up from time to time, but he's busy. Uh, the former owner, um, Mako, Mako. Um, of the uh, Big Little Podcast, uh, he uh, really ran that munch group. It's since transitioned on to other people as he uh, just continues to be more of a socialite within the scene. But... um. I also discovered a um, more kinkier side than just this that I really think is core to me that differentiates me from a lot of the other people in this four-letter world that we live in. Uh, they're afraid of a different four-letter word, which is BDSM a lot. <gasps> and I know I know you find that as a great hive of scum and villainy. 
Well, you know. It's the Moss Isley <laughs> of your happiness. <laughs> However, um, nice I ended nice up, uh, going first to a 101 night at a, um, uh, members only club down there called the Crucible. Hmm. Um, since then I, uh, made friends down there. They overlapped a lot with the DC Munch group, opening a world I really didn't expect to get into. Um, a lot of my play revolves around, especially in ABDL one another and power exchange with other individuals. So it just naturally flowed into BDSM as well. Um, I ended up actually becoming a volunteer at this dungeon. I would working late night shifts, um, usually as one of the few men willing to work the gay nights. I got stock at those, if you guys want to hear the lewd details about that. But I really don't think this audience does, or at least the audience <laughs> I'm speaking to right now. Um, through that, I became involved in a couple other events, such as uh, Camp Crucible. Eventually, I moved to the Lancaster area after college, and uh, that's how I wound up stuck with you guys, because you're really the only munch in, like, what, 60 good miles? Yeah, oh, yeah, we're we're the only we're the only viable option. I yeah, mean, the only viable. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff that's, that pops up in Philly every once in a while, but the Philly scene is very cyclical. Um, it's always trying to grow more, especially with um, the introduction of their own play space, the um, uh, Philly Music Hall, which is really awesome. But um, yeah, Philly's a lot more tumultuous and a lot more not as stable. Um, Lancaster's been really the only munch in the area that, like the DC munch, I found that was stable and started. First, it felt like a family, but once I got to like know you guys, I felt like I was allowed in that family. Once I uh, made a good impression and uh, made it intent that I was not there for your women, but I was there for your men. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you were so timid when you first messaged me. I actually, you know what? I'm on FET right now on my other screen. No, I don't no, want to go. stop this. I want to nope. go. I want to go. I'm going to go. Retroactively deleting. Timid <laughs> does not exist. Luke is a strong, independent man who don't need no timidness. Uh, I want to go find the first message you sent me because it was basically, and I'm really paraphrasing here, but it was like, um, um, sir, can I, is it, oh, would it be okay Please, if uh, I maybe came to your munch, possibly? Please, I mean, if you say no, that's fine, but please, sir, may I have some more? Please. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, um, meandered off in the nutshell. Um, Origin, yeah, um, had these thoughts, decided to act on them. Got sent to therapy once or twice for it, but, you know, oh, that was just from parents not understanding. Um, that's the worst. No, that, that is really easy to gloss over. All it was was... Uh, my mom found my stuff, sent me to therapy, and then after she was, um, therapist was like, I really don't give a fuck. Can we talk about your uh, family life a little bit more and about the relationship <laughs> between you and your mom and you and your dad? And then suddenly, I wasn't in therapy anymore. Yeah. It was really weird. That's gotta be, that's gotta be somewhat validating though, like even at that younger age to be yeah. like, have somebody who's supposed to be grilling you about this weird shit you're into who's just like, yeah, it's it's really not that weird. Let's talk about the actual issue at hand here. So do you think your mommy and daddy still love each other? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then that was more brought up, and yeah, um, just told my parents, you know, I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. And then uh, dad never really gave a fuck. Mom more was just like, uh, I remember she hugged me and said she'd fix me or something like that. <laughs> and, I love uh, it. Now, now every like Thanksgiving or every year that I I go to see her, she essentially asks me how it, how it's going being a gay and all that stuff. So she's trying, God bless her. But yeah, um, and she wants me to know that she's like hip with it or whatever like that. Um, but uh, Nate, it's worse than you. It, it is worse than you. <laughs> ah, I can't imagine that, but I will take your word for it. That's for sure. Yeah, so thank you, Zoro. 
What actually? That's kind of cool. Um, going back to the timid thing, that's actually kind of neat because that really does speak to a lot of folks. Uh, that's that's not like absolutely every scenario for every person, but there are a lot of folks that are like, gosh, I'd really like to, you know, I'd really like to, you know, to go to this thing, even if it's just a munch, you know, even if it's just up the road, so you're you're somewhat comfortable with the area. So it sort of come across. Uh, you know, these are folks that I've spoken with a lot that, you know, they, they finally come to the thing after years of not doing it and they're thinking, my God, why did I wait? And the timidness does go when you realize, wow, these folks are, you know, just the same as me. But I think it wasn't too many llama munches ago and, uh, post apocalyptic daddy, you can actually paraphrase me better here where I, the discussion came up where it was like folks who go to a munch. And uh, j- just one munch, and then they come home, and they're like, "Well, gosh, I I really didn't feel welcome," and all these other things. Right. Uh, it it it's not like you go to school the first day, and suddenly uh, no, you come home no. and you feel fine, or you go to your job on the first day. Like it does take that's, a little bit of getting exactly, known, getting to know people. Yeah, and actually, I mean, I'm gonna hijack your podcast for a minute and just no, take do it, it over here do it because box. Uh, it's <laughs> right. Where's my soapbox? No, that's a really good point that you're bringing up. And, um, you know, even even with Llama, like we we try to be as as open and, and and, you know, friendly as we can with new newcomers. And, um, you know, the thing is, I've seen that a lot. I've seen people who come down for like one munch like there. And, and you can always kind of see it coming um, because these will be the people that. Um, they'll RSVP as maybe, and then they'll RSVP as maybe, and they'll RSVP as maybe, and they just never show up, you know? And then eventually that one time they're RSVP'd as maybe, and they actually show up. And it's been like months and months and months since you first saw their name on the RSVP list. And it's like, it's weird that like, as the event coordinator, you notice that sort of thing because you, you notice the new name on the list because you're, you're trying to be cognizant of the fact that, hey, we have a new person who might show up tonight, so let's make sure, you know, we keep an eye out for them and welcome them and, you know, all this other stuff. So you got to pay attention to that. So you start to become familiar with their profile picture, their name, and, and so on and so forth. And they finally show up, and they just kind of sit off in a corner. They usually don't sit right in the middle of the group. They'll pick a seat that's like three or four seats away from the closest person, you know. And, and it's literally, it's the new kid in class. It's exactly what it is. It's the new person walking into that workplace for the first time. Everything you just said is a perfect analogy for this. You know, these people, they come in there and they're like, all these people already know each other. They're already familiar with each other. There's friendships here. There's, you know, there's all these things. And it's like, you cannot realistically expect to break into the social circle no matter how inviting it is, after just two hours, which is how long a, an average munch runs for, two to three hours, you know, you're not going to, like, these people have been, like, hell, Zorro and I have known each other for, what, six, five, six years, probably? Something you like know? that, yeah. Like, you're you're never going to expect to have the level of rapport we have in three hours, right. you know? So, and the thing is, like, people show up and, and they, they come in there and, and yeah, it's awkward, man. My first munch that I ever went to, I walked in and, and, you know, it was like deer in headlights. I came, I came into the room and like everyone turned and looked at me and all the conversation kind of died down because they were like, 
Who's that, that guy? I've never <laughs> seen that guy before. Who, who's that? A big, you know? strong man. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and, the, and now, you know, one of the event coordinators came over and they said, hey, you're so-and-so, right? And I was like, yeah, because I had face pictures public at the time. I don't anymore, but at the time I did. But, um, yeah, you know, they came over, they welcomed me. They're like, hey, you know, we, we saved you a seat over here. With, uh, you know, some other people, they're, you know, similar to your age, da, 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 you know, hang out with them and, and they'll, you know, they'll get to know you a little bit. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, so I sat down and we started talking about Star Wars and shit and it was a good time, you know. But the, the fact of the matter is it's still very awkward. You know, you don't know anyone's name. You don't know anyone's face. You don't know who's related to who and how and who's friends with who and how. And, and, and it's just it's an awkward situation. You know, and it's just it sucks because I, I really like I would tell anyone listening who's considering going to a munch for the first time, go three or four times, then make up your mind. You you got to go and it can't be different munches. You got to go to the same one three or four times before people are really going to get a chance to get to know you because you only have a couple hours together every night. Right. So and from a, a, a munch leader standpoint. I would say that we we do our best to include those people because there is a lot. I mean, you're making it really clear that there's a lot that they have that that somebody has to overcome, especially when you walk in and recognize how close everyone else is. Just as you were saying, on occasions we'll do the announcement of, "Hey, everybody, <laughs> say what your name is," and sometimes that works out well. Right. Um, but other times, it, it is a matter of gauging the individual. What what we never want to do is take somebody who's really shy and ready to run out the door and force them into the middle. That's right. just incredibly stupid, no. in my opinion. You want opinion. to let them – no, yeah. yeah you, you definitely, like, if they're uncomfortable to the point where they want to sit kind of off by themselves and be a wallflower, you got to let them do that, you know. Now, that doesn't mean don't go approach them, but, like – you know, you gotta let them sit there. Don't don't be like, hey, come down here. You know, sit here. Like, no, just let them let them sit where they're comfortable. You know, right? Uh, it's it's kind of you gotta let them approach you. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. And there, there's one I can't I can't remember the kid's name now. He sat he sits next to me every time, um, and it's very fascinating. I've learned that he has this app on his phone where it's it's a list of a bunch of different drinks. And it's something that he can, that he links to, um, his brother. So he can, like, hey, I tried this drink and he marks it on the, on the app and then his brother sees it. So he goes down through that list because the, the restaurant we go to has like all these fancy little microbrew things of this, that, and the other. A bunch of stuff that isn't Guinness. That's all I know about it. And this, <laughs> this kid will try something new every single time. And mm -hmm. it's usually just he and I that talks. Uh, but that was to start. Now he speaks yeah. with a bunch of other folks and, Little by yep. little, you do warm up. And I guess the, the greatest advice that I can give to people is put everything in, in, in a chronological order. What is the, the, the number one, um, uh, adversary for you? Well, number one adversary will be actually going to it. So yeah. the first thing to do is go to it. Recognize that, yeah, I mean, all these people are friendly and uh, they certainly will welcome you in, but only when you're ready. You know, there's not going to be some collar put around your throat. You're not going to be drug into the center. And, uh, we want to see that you're, that you're comfortable. And we want to do what we can, but we're not going to force you because ultimately your comfort is going to happen when you decide that it happens. It's exactly. just really just a matter of providing, uh, an environment where that's, uh, 
something that's conducive. Alrighty, so continuing to plow into post-apocalyptic. Uh, what is your origin of ABDL? Oh yeah, origins, right? <clears throat> yeah, we were talking about that. We almost oh, got through the first checklist. All, almost yeah, got through the right. first we're, we're, what are we, we like? we're doing good. We're doing good. Good yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, the, my origin story is actually not a whole lot different. Um, you know, this was a uh, like the the crinkly shit was always a, a an interest of mine. We'll say um, back to even when I was just a kid, um, and I had a younger sister, so. I had access to them at a young age and I was probably five, six years old. My mom actually caught me with one from that point forward. My family knew about it, but I still, I mean, you're a kid. How are you going to get them? So I used to sneak them from when my sister got out of them. I'd steal them from my cousins when they'd come down to visit and stash them away and all this other stuff. Um, but it was always just an interest of mine. I had the same issues as, as Luke here. You know, my family, just uh, they didn't understand. They they were afraid of it, so they put me in therapy for it as well. And um, I think even up until my mid twenties or so, my my family would periodically ask me how I was doing with uh, you know with uh, that sort of stuff. And I was just like, that's not really a conversation I want to have. Eventually, I got to the point where I literally said that. I said, listen. I'm not going to answer your question because honestly, what I do in the bedroom is between me and who I'm doing it with, you know, and, and I just left it at that and they've never asked me again, you know, um, but that was pretty much it. So I guess, I guess technically you'd say, I, you know, I got my start in this as a DL, I suppose. Uh, but, um, you know, I think I was, uh, it was in high school, my, uh, high school girlfriend, I talked her into, trying it out and that was sort of where i discovered the whole daddy thing and that's uh that's when i was like oh this is this is fun you know um so so that's sort of my origins there wow that's fantastic um i I love that too like the moment i i hit my teenage years now this wasn't the beginning of it but I, i always remember this moment and i got my first real girlfriend because suddenly i was like oh girls i get it now I get it. Yep. Yeah, yep. it happens. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, now, I mean, I, I, someone told me it happens. I really don't. <laughs> Instantaneously, in my mind, I put that girl in a diaper. And pre- mm. well, in my mind, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> every every girlfriend I've ever had, even the ones who weren't ABDL, I mean, uh, every single one in my mind, I put them in a diaper. And the pet name that I had for them was obvious. It's always, you know, there's others that come along. There's only one girl from my past that I refer to as Babadoo. That's the angel that God Almighty sent down to me at the right time in life. But everybody's always been baby girl. Like, that's literally, there is no other term, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's ideal. Uh, mine was, well, I, I, one episode to the next, I tend not to repeat it too much, but, um, uh, it was a girl that I met in ninth grade, or I'm sorry, in third grade. I was, uh, uh, that's the year that you turn nine, and she showed up on March 8th of that year. It was my birthday. And uh, I'll do a rundown of the stats. This girl was dirt poor, had about five or six outfits, and uh, she had been uh, kindergarten, first, second, third grade. Four years of schooling, she had been to six different schools. It was one of those families that uh, really couldn't pay the rent. They were struggling to get by, and through a series of unfortunate events, 
the class found out that she was incontinent. I didn't know what the word meant. I had to go home and look it up in the dictionary. But uh, then I would come back uh, and uh, essentially I protected her. I even got into a fist fight uh, with a, a group of my friends on the on the playground the one day that spring. And it, it, it was ridiculous. Like the girl, when I say incontinent, she was in a diaper the whole time. It was she was very skinny. She was, I remember she was very small. We all were small at the time, but like she was, she looked sickly. And she, she tried to explain it to me. Like, like there are muscles and things within her body that are not, that did not develop as they needed to. And that sort of led to, to issues. And the family has no money. And back then there was no Obamacare and, or anything else to, <laughs> or, or anything else to, you know, you know, to give them the ability to do it. And, that being said, I protected her, and I got what I call the daddy-tude from it. Sad end of the story is June 8th or 9th, whatever the last day of, of uh, school was that year, uh, we're all standing outside, I wave goodbye to her, she blows me a kiss from the bus that she got on, and I catch it, and I put it in my pocket, and that's the last time I've ever seen her. That summer, her family would move away, and good God almighty, for years, I would... I used to get on Depends.com, I'm not even kidding you, on their message board, and I would tell them this story. I was like, I'm really just putting it out there, hoping that somehow, some way, wow. um, uh, I've never come across her since. You know, be, you know, be really weird is if she like was listening to this podcast right now. And oh, don't I wish? That, wouldn't that Wouldn't that just be a moment? Oh. Like, and, and, I mean, I guess you'd need a way to like validate. Like, well, she'd know what school it was. You didn't say what school it was, so she'd know that. She, she, you'd would. have a way to prove it. But she, she would know the school. Here's man, the dumb that thing. Would be, that would be weird. Back then, they only took class pictures in the fall. Nowadays, I think they do it in the fall and the spring. And since she came in March, she wasn't. Oh, so you right. don't even. Because we so got that. Have, yeah, yeah. We, we got that tiny little postcard that has like a miniature of everybody on it from yep. our class. She wasn't on that. And that school uh, does still exist within the school district. But uh, back then, everything was with paper, and they had a major overhaul, right. like 2002 or 2003. I would look into it. I would even go to the administration building of, of the school district. I explained it to them, trying to get this, trying to get this, uh, trying to find this girl. I was even given access to certain paperwork that they had. Still couldn't find it. Spoke with my classmates from that class, and they were all like, "Yeah, yeah, the skinny girl." I'm like, "Thanks a lot." You know, like, that doesn't help. It, it was like she was a phantom and, and she didn't exist. But I owe yeah. her a tremendous thank you um, in a great many ways. And I, I hope she's found happiness. I hope she's found, you know, whatever it is that she wants in life. Because, uh, you know, she certainly caught my heart the first time. Wherever she is, I do wish her well. That's for sure. So, checklist well, item made, number made two. It through the made it through the yes. first item. Woo! Yes. This is about the pace I expected only, from you only, people. Only yeah. four to go. You betcha. You betcha. Um, this, uh, no, I, I will say this. I, I never actually researched my own answers, just to keep it fair, because a lot of times I'll say this to a guest, and they're like, oh gosh, I'm on the spot, because they didn't, you know, they didn't research it. So I don't research mine either. That being said, Luke, what is something that most people don't know about you? Uh, most people who would just, I'm gonna go off of, like, if you look at me, um, yo hablo español, I speak, uh, Spanish, I consider myself fluent, um, though I consider myself working fluent, not, um, linguist fluent, so you could, what I mean by that is you can tell when I speak that I am a white boy from Pennsylvania, and not, 
um, someone from, say, Colombia or Ecuador or Chile or something like that. Um, it was uh, just something I really picked up uh, starting in high school. And then um, through my first few jobs, I encountered a lot of um, bilingual folks who were more than willing to help me learn because it gave them many hours of laughter. And um, all right. now I um, try to use it in all my work. Uh, I really think it's an important skill to have in our uh, in the United States. But uh, and, you know, it's fun to be able to talk about people behind their backs hey. right, while you're staring at them. In case anyone's wondering, the, the, the biggest indicator of him being a white boy from Pennsylvania is the fact that he actually switched to a Spanish accent to rattle off that list of places. Mm. <laughs> well, how nice. else are you Okay, I could either say Colombia or I can say Colombia. Yeah, exactly. I could say Peru or I could say Peru. Right. I could say Chile or I could say Chile, like a fucking savage. You just just needed to use that Spanish accent to say these these countries that you could have easily said with your normal accent. And said them incorrectly? (laughs) No. No. We can have this fight later. Oh God! Uh, <sighs> All right. That's why I'm here, right? I mean, I'm just you saying. Are. Yeah, it, it really works for some of my friends who um like doing um language play, or they like doing scenes where they don't understand what the other person is saying to them. Uh, so if I'm with a partner who doesn't speak Spanish and they want someone to talk down to them, uh, it works really well. Hang on a second. I'm getting a special delivery. Oh, cookie. I see what it is too. Cookie. I have cookies and milk, motherfuckers. Oh shoot! Look out. Ah. What kind of Thank cookies? You. What kind of cookies? They're they're those uh those uh caramel apple crunch ones we had the other night. Oh, they were good. Oh, oh my god, they were good. Look at that. Mm. Well, all right, now that your mouth is full, post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Mm. What is something most people don't know about you? He hates cookies. Well, no, I love cookies. <laughs> mm. I. I'm going to wash this down with some milk real quick. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> my, uh, my mom always told me not to talk with my mouth full, but oh, she's no, not there. No. Gulp, 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 gulp. Well, she's gulp. in your house, though, right? <laughs> she is. Yes, she is. Let's not make the podcast awkward for everyone <laughs> listening. I apologize, and I think we're way too late for that. <laughs> oh, I love it already. I love it already. Mm. Anyway. um. What do we do? What do we what not know about? What do we not know about you? What's something that fo- folks don't know about you? Hmm. Something folks don't know about me. Oh, actually, honestly, it's kind of probably the same answer as the first one because I'm not really public. I don't think there's a single picture anywhere on my profile or in circulation of me ever actually wearing anything, frankly, hmm. but. Um, and it's, it's not even, it's, it's not cause I don't do it. In all honesty, I probably wear them more often than, uh, than, than the wife does. But, uh, it's, it's just something that, um, I think because I was made to feel ashamed of that as, as a, you know, as a kid, right. it's just something that I've just never really gotten really that comfortable with. Um, you know. Which, it sucks, because, like, when we go up to, uh, you know, we go up to TeddyCon, and all these people are strutting their stuff, and I'm just like, 
I don't even think I'd wear one. I would not feel comfortable putting one on under my clothing and walking around that event. Mm-hmm. And these people are just walking, and I'm just like, mm, this is not something I could get down with, you know. It's, uh, I don't know. But uh, I'd say that's probably the thing is that most people probably have absolutely no idea that that's an interest of mine, mm-hmm. you know. All right. So mm-hmm. I'm going to eat the rest of my cookies now. All so. right. You know, so what's something that uh, people don't know about Zorro? Well, uh, in the first episode, I said that I have a weak stomach. And that's one of the big reasons why I don't like BDSM, because I can't be close to it. At which point, Mako actually shot me down very well. And he said, yeah, there's th- there's plenty of BDSM that's mental. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't need to be a physical thing. And I, I, stood, I stood corrected. He was absolutely correct. I still don't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, know? the amount of rum, red chili pepper flakes in BDSM, though, I understand is a little too much for you, Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, yeah. that's the worst part right there. Yeah. Uh, so the last one, I, uh, second episode, I, I said that I have a sleeping condition. At this point, I do nothing about it, but, um, uh, it, it would actually affect me a lot in high school. And then in college, I actually slept every other night to, to not miss classes. And nowadays when I do that, I, oh boy, I'm, I'm not 21 anymore. That's for sure. So, um, it's, it's a bit of a sleeping condition. Uh, this time around, since I chose two negative ones there, this time around I'm going to choose a positive one. Why are you drinking my milk? I'm not drinking your milk. Okay. No. All right. All right. I'm talking a little like. What are these cookies laced with? Okay. No, this time <laughs> around, here's a positive one. For as much as I like to pick on the butt whoopers, um, it was, in fact, Mako who said to me, Nate, have you ever tried it? And I said, no, why would I try it? He says, because you don't know anything if you've never tried it. Uh-huh. I was like, well, all right. I actually have tried it twice, not on myself, because that would have been... I was going to say, as the whooper or the whoopee? Yeah, <laughs> as the whoopee, as the whoopee. Okay. Um, I the, love those pies. I kid you not, the first time I tried it, um, uh, it was up on, uh, Long Island. I went into a dungeon That's a place there to try it. Yeah. With, with the lady who has a dungeon and I got up against St. Xavier's Cross of Lucifer, Andrewism. <laughs> I believe it was, it was. St. Andrew's Cross, most likely, but we'll go ahead. That could be it. So I get up on this I, thing and, I and love that. she lowers the back of my jeans and it, it literally, like, she takes this thing, it's like a ruler, okay? <laughs> You're gonna love this. And it goes, she goes, swap! And I was like, oh my god. Then she goes, swap! And then stops and steps back and she says, you're done. And I'm, I'm yep. willing to bet that Phil still has a whole bunch of pictures because he was taking pictures left and right. There were two red circles on my butt. Mm-hmm. Like the size of apples. Like they were did, huge. <laughs> did they turn a pretty color a couple days later? Well, yeah, I, they, I, I think so because we went out to you know to, to a grease spoon diner after that, but it was tough sitting there. I had to get Good. up very gingerly. So that was my first experience. Now the lady oh, who ginger. did that, there are a lot of things you could do with ginger. Oh, I bet, I, I bet. Not near the butt though; that'd be horrible. Uh, no, specifically near the butt. Come oh on. dear heavens! Now the lady who did that, she actually did everything correctly. It's the fact that I was that tender, I suppose. But yeah. the the second experience was with a friend of hers. Um, and th- this is the one that kind of freaked me out. I was like, I'm writing all this stuff and what the heck I'm going to try it. So I speak with, uh, with, with, uh, this other lady. She's like, all right, let's try this. So we meet up and 
she has me stripped down, so I'm laying on the bed. And then she gets out all these implements and shows them to me. And when I get done pooping myself, she said, don't worry, you're not going to be feeling any of these. This is going to be more about sensation. So she takes the rattan cane thing and all this other stuff and the Wartenberg and all this stuff. And she it was very light smacks. And she probably did this for yeah. 15 minutes. And after a while, like I would feel it and I would cringe up and then I would relax. And then I would cringe up and I would relax. And I don't know how long it went, but it eventually got to the point where I opened my eyes and I looked to my left and she was laying there next to me. She hadn't touched me for a good 20 minutes, she said. I was just feeling these sensations. And it was really weird. I don't know if that was a headspace or subspace or whatever the devil it was, but those were my two experiences. So I have tried getting my butt whooped. Well, congratulations. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that's, that. That's more than I can say for some people. And I, and I always try to say the same things. Don't knock it till you try it. I mean... To be honest, in the scale of things, especially in comparison to other groups, we're the more weirder ones at the end of the day sometimes, just from a what's acceptable in society. So Did you say more weirder? Yes. Um, I thought you were a white boy from Pennsylvania. Isn't English like your native language? No, that'd be Pennsylvania Deutsch. Ah. <laughs> Pennsylvania douche? Okay. Yes, exactly. And actually, I'm uh, from New York. Oh, well. Well, okay. Uh, why didn't you switch to the New York accent when you said New York? I don't understand. <laughs> because I really don't want to sound like a Bernie Sanders impersonation oh. on, on, on this day. Oh. No, I, I mean, we could use that on this podcast, right? No. All right, and welcoming our fourth guest for this episode, Bernie Sanders! My, um, Democra um, my um. Democratic Socialism streak will come out later, don't you worry. <laughs> I bet it will. Well, all right, checklist item number three, and uh, P.A. Daddy, oh. now you're oh, about to yeah. find out. Now you're about to find out why I was texting you guys the other week. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, uh, the question is, what are three words that describe you? We'll start with Luke. Wait, so when you texted me the other week and asked me to give you three words that describe you, you were asking me to answer your, your question that you were supposed to answer? Actually, no. The way I worded that question was, "What are three words that a fr that friends of yours?" Oh, okay. I just want to make sure you weren't cheating. I want to make sure I wasn't no. your phone a friend, you know, or well, you know, it's 2018, so text a friend. But well, yeah, well, yeah. All righty, Luke. What are three words that describe you? So I'll start off um, with my patented self-deprecation. Um, obnoxious, number one. <laughs> Um, I think this works very well in most of my social interactions. In fact, at our munch group, uh, when most people come in and clearly have that deer in the headlight looks, I um, introduce myself and say, don't worry, I'm obnoxious. I make it very clear that um, <laughs> I'm probably going to be within the top three loudest in the room. Yeah. Uh, the top three uh, most off-the-wall comments, usually. And, um, yeah, it, uh, I found it um, in a weird way owning that. Um, within reason, of course, really helps you um, approach others in a way that really gets past some of those natural guards that some of us try to put up when we're very nervous. It helps yep. um, everyone kind of relax and show, hey, I'm I'm not taking this seriously in the sense of this isn't life or death. This is just a good time, and I'm trying to have that. Now, obviously, if I 
meet the right person or I tell that this is not working on someone, I give them their space and make sure that they are not being too obnoxious from me. Uh, second one I will go with is um, more on a positive side. I would put that as um, empathetic. Um, I like to think that I am a very empathetic person who tries to relate with others based on what's going through their head and try to have those more serious conversations, especially as I get to know you. Uh, one of my favorite things is just sitting down with people and, you know, just talking something out. Um, really works. Um, helps me at work, helps me with, um, friends. I really think I've gotten a lot of strong friends just in the community and outside because of that willingness just to talk something out and hear everything and try to take it in and relate to it as much as I can. Cause we might not have all been in the same situations, but we've all been there at one point. Yep. If, and if that makes any sense. And then the uh, last one I'm going to go with is um, probably eager. Um, I'm eager to please. I'm eager to meet new people. Um, I'm eager to make you laugh. I'm eager to hear that you think I'm awesome. I'm eager about everything. Um, I want to do good. I want to do better. I want to see things get better. And I want to, you know, just have a good time. And I really think that just comes up with an eagerness. And that's about it. Um, Thank you for sending this question ahead of time. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Mr. Positivity over here wrote himself a fucking essay. Oh, oh. oh we had not, a good time. I'm not talking about your friend there, Mr. Spanish. Oh. Hey, yo, I started. I have started with obnoxious, all right, and I'm getting really close back to that right now. All right? <laughs> well, all right, performance anxiety, Daddy. Oh wow! Ooh, ooh, uh, ooh. I don't. I don't think I've ever been called that before. Well, um, you, you never know. No. You know, the funny thing is, you did send this list ahead of time, and you know what I did? I didn't even fucking look at it. I know, right? I, no, what most I bet you do. don't even have no. it in front of you. No, I do. I actually Bullshit. have it open. It's right over here. I'll share my screen. Hold on. No, 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 no. no, it's, no. it's on my other screen here, but the funny oh, thing yeah. is, because I have it open, I can see that I actually replied to him. So, Zoro sends me this list. And he says, hey, guys, so here's the checklist for Wednesday night, blah, 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 right? And then uh, <laughs> I read the first item on it, Origins, yep. immediately skipped down to, sounds good to me, what does Origins mean? <laughs> and then I didn't read the rest of the damn email. Because yep. <laughs> that's, that's how little you mean to me. Of course. Yeah. That's right. Meanwhile, so, I responded with, my body has never been more ready. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I, oh. I read that. I read that reply many times over, Luke. Mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> okay, but seriously, three words. You're not getting out of this. I yeah. wondered why you were out of issues. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, three words. Um, well, I, I guess. I mean, I think it's safe to say I'm funny. You know, I think I think if you ask people, they'd say I had a good sense of humor. Don't you fucking slow clap at me, motherfucker. Boy. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'd say I'm funny. Um, you know. If you'd asked me this question a decade ago, I'd say I was, uh, you know, attractive. But, uh, you know, the, the years haven't been very kind. Um, 
you know, you reach a certain age, you stop growing uh, vertically. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Jesus, this is a tough question. Um, I think funny's enough. Yeah, I think funny's good. Can we just say that three times and, and be funny? Funny, funnier, and funniest. There you go. Boom. You know boom. what? That, that gets oh. another slow clap oh, emoji. Um, <laughs> another <laughs> slow clap emoji. No, um, no, let's do this. Uh, you know, let's see. Uh, three words that describe me. So we got fu- funny's a good one. Um, I'd say I, I'm a pretty calm individual. Uh, maybe collected would be a better word for that. Level, uh, level-headed. Very level-headed. Yeah, level-headed. Yeah, I mean, that's a hyphen. It Does that count as two, and then we'll just call nope. it a day? Nope, that's uh, only one. Well, you, you just have to make a um, a a compelling argument for both level and headed. Well, um, I uh, do believe I see a head upon your shoulder, so I'll give yeah, you a head. And if I lay on the floor... Um, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, you could use me as a level, actually, to see where the fat kind of settles. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. It's, uh, it's a little yeah. bubble. It's yeah, bubble. It's, like, it's like a spirit level, but, you know, more like a, I drank too many spirits levels. Um, but uh, that's a bartender joke for Zorro over there. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. But no, I am level-headed. I'm very, very, uh, very calm and cool and collected kind of person. I like to think things through for the most part. Uh, sometimes a bit too much, but um, uh, and I and I think for the last one I'm going to go ahead and say loyal. Um, you know, when it comes to friends, family, etc., you know, it's it's just a um, you know, I'm very dedicated to making sure that the people that I care about, you know, are are doing well. Um, so yeah, all righty. My three, um, first one is WYSIWYG, which is an acronym. <laughs> oh, damn it, he's a writer. It's an acronym, boy. Ba-dum-bum-bum. Oh, I get it. Yeah, look at you. Yeah. Okay, WYSIWYG, what you see is what you get. Yeah, um, okay. I, I, I truly believe that, and this is once again my opinion, that you're only ever really going to have, like, real merit when you can be the same person in life face-to-face that you are online. Yeah. And there are a lot of folks who uh, sometimes struggle with that, sometimes mm-hmm. uh, sometimes deliberately and then other times accidentally. But uh, whatever, impers- whatever impression you get of me uh, just from uh, online, that's you're pretty close to, you know, having the right impression. Uh, there's, so- very, there's very little about me that's, that's uh, not out there, I suppose. So if I'm hearing you correctly, I'm not a level 23 Torin Druid. <laughs> okay, and the second word. Now you're gonna, this one, this one will require your participation. I'm gonna tell you what it is and you tell me what the word is. Uh, this is, this is a bit of honesty. I have a tendency to jump to conclusions and be judgmental, but I'm getting better at it. I would call that being a jumper. But I don't know. Whatever word that would be, I, I I am getting better at that. Like, okay, no, Nate, let's not let's not automatically assume something. I'm an assumer. There we it. go. There we go. I like that better. Or yes, and the third word. This is cryptic. Only certain people will truly know why I say this word. But a word that describes me is freedom. 
<laughs> and that's it. <laughs> no longer with you're, words. you're a free man. You're a free yeah, man. As of uh as of the last couple of days. Yes, yes. Yep. yes he just got out of prison. Uh, <laughs> he's he's been he's been very lonely and uh sexually frustrated, so um, no, the, the bracelet you know. looks very nice on your ankle. Thank it you. Does. Yeah, Thank it's you. it's yep. very stylish. I, I I actually did not realize that that you could bedazzle those, but um, or that hey. they came in chrome. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean, I guess you got to pay extra for that, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, a little so bit. All that all that Zeke and Lily Empire money. Yeah, yeah. It's got shocks and pegs and everything. It costs about <laughs> it costs about forty eight thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and all uh, you got was this shitty cheap and set. All I and, and well, pretty much, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, uh, checklist item number four. Oh wow, we're making good time. We are at this rate. At this rate, we'll be done before midnight. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we we we've got two more, and then we begin to plow into uh, some broader discussions. Uh, number four, um, how did you discover the ABDL community, or even the existence of ABDL? You knew something. Okay, but when did you realize, oh, okay, I'm not the only one? Luke. <laughs> so I'm going to play my favorite game with you. I was born in 1993. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he had this thing called the Internet. Yep. I played, have... I played this <laughs> game on easy mode. Yeah, he ah. really did. Um, yeah. There was this website. It was really um, popular in the early 2000s, late 90s. It's called oh, Google. Oh, God. Oh, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. That's I think the website I thought you were gonna say. Oh no! If you fucking I bring was, that up, I was we... really worried nope. you were gonna nope. say that website. That First, was... nobody. The, it's the like website the... that shall not be named. It's like it's like the Babadook. You just don't talk about it. <laughs> you just don't talk about it, and then you know you're not a pedophile. It, it works out well. It works out. Yeah, well. it works out really well. Um, but yeah, I just went on Google. Um, I found the normal haunts and the not so normal haunts. Quickly learned which ones to avoid and which ones to go to. Um, yep. yep. And uh, yeah. The word haunts anymore. Well, I I did. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't really know where you're going with that. I literally. I just, just I was just an observation. Yeah. All right. Cool. Oh. Some yeah. people, some, some people, literally ten seconds yeah. ago, some people went, "What the fuck? What does it have to do with ghosts?" Yeah. No. Uh, because the because the places I went to were really spooky. There you go. But you um, go. yeah. So yeah, I uh, I had these feelings and these thoughts. I typed them into the Googles, and the Googles gave me you people. The Googles. All right. Yeah, go I'm sorry. It's a boring story. No, let's, no, that's let's great. go. Let's go back in time now. We'll go to my. We'll go to me, and then we'll go to the oldest guy on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, so I did have the internet in in the the age the dawning age of of discovery there when I was I don't know thirteen fourteen years old. We did have internet. Uh, you couldn't uh, you couldn't be online and on the phone at the same time though. That oh, was a, I remember that. Yeah, Dude, I mean, that you, ruined EverQuest. You know, I it told no. You have no idea how many times my mom got me killed in EverQuest because she'd pick up that <laughs> damn phone. I'd be in the middle because I played a. I'm going to nerd out on you for a second, but I played I a druid. This. I played a druid, and I used to quad kite. 
And for all you EverQuest nerds out there, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. That shit was the greatest. You could kill four things at once compared to most people who could only kill one, and you could do it without taking any damage. You were a god. If your mom happened to pick up the phone, guess what? You fucking died. It was all you'd log over. Back, you'd log back into the game to a corpse. Because <laughs> as soon as she picks up that phone, you stop running and all that shit comes up and just beats the piss out of you while you stand there. Oh, anyway. my goodness. Uh, and yeah, it didn't look so cool. No, you... <laughs> I think the Nintendo 64 actually had better graphics than EverQuest. Um... But anyway, um, yeah, so I did have the internet, um, <laughs> but it was like, this is pre-Google. I mean, right. internet, internet was a thing, but this is when we were like, like we didn't even have, you know, like social media. That wasn't even a concept. Nobody had even been like, oh, what if we could, you know, cause it just, it wasn't a viable option at the time. I mean, you could download like a little, pixelated thing that you could maybe see a nipple on if you were lucky and that would take you like three hours. You know? Yeah. Like this is like, it was just it was just not viable for like, oh let me take a picture of my food and send it to a bunch of people who don't care. Um so I did have the internet. Uh there were some some sites related to this stuff out there. There were chat rooms, things IRCs like that. And stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I did, I did kind of, you know, did kind of find out that like, okay, I'm not alone in this. Um, but it was far from, you know, the things that, that people have access to today. Right. Where you can like, not only am I not alone, but there's like 50 of these motherfuckers in a 10 minute drive of me, you know, like you, yeah. you don't have, you don't have that access, uh, back then, you know, so this was like, you'd see one or two people, you know, posting in a, a message board or something like that. And, you know, just kind of that sort of thing. So, I mean, I knew I wasn't alone. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say I knew I wasn't weird because let's be fair. Most of the people that were on those message boards were pretty weird. Um, yeah. Self including us. Yeah. Self <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I did discover that it was a thing, um, you know, uh, but, it was it was probably many years later until uh, that website that we don't talk about. Uh, where <laughs> I, I, think. I actually that's actually where I first ever talked to Zorro. Um, oh my god, say, that's or right. I should, say, I should say didn't really talk to Zorro. I was okay. Fun fun story time, kids. Gather around. Grab oh, your bring it. Bring I it. almost think I'd rather not. No, really? Are you sure? You don't no. want to hear about the time? So, all right. So it's actually not that long of a story. I was maybe, uh, I'm going to say, well, let me think now. I was in my first apartment. So I was probably 20, 21, something like that. And I get a message. Now I've been on, I've been on this site that we don't talk about for many months now. Of course, trying to talk to girls. That wasn't going so well. <laughs> yeah. On that site. Most of the girls on that site, spoiler alert, they weren't girls. Um, I was about to say, yeah, I didn't. A lot of guys masquerading as girls. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so I, I, out of like nowhere, I get this message from like a then 30 something year old dude in Lancaster. Oh, uh, that. Like, hey, I saw you're from Lancaster. So am I. How would you like to, you know, 
uh, meet up sometime or something or talk sometime or something like that. And it was a, it was a very friendly invitation. And, and, you know, me being older and more mature looking back, I'm like, it was truly a friendly invitation. But me as a 20, you know, 20 something year old dude, uh, this 30 something year old dude goes messaging me and he's like, hey, and I'm like, Mm-mm, no, 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 no. I don't want anything to do with some 30 something year old <laughs> dude who's into this diaper thing. No, I, I don't, I do. Want rem- I do remember that. That was right before I met the ex. I yeah. do remember that. And you sent me that message, and my name was the same on that site as it is on FET. Yeah. I've, I've kept the same name all these years. But, like, yeah, I got that message. It was just like, I, I think I sent you one back, and it was just something short to the point of, like, no, I don't really I don't really want to meet a dude. Thanks. Bye. And <laughs> that was it. And we never talked again. It was probably... I mean, Jesus, it was probably like almost a decade before we would actually connect on Fed. Well, okay, let me give let me give you the sequel to this story. So oh, it yeah. was it was uh, about March of twenty fourteen. I get a message on FetLife <laughs> from PA Daddy. And I'm not making this up. I could actually get on FetLife and give it to yeah, you word don't for find word. That message. And he says, Hey there, I heard that um I, I see that you are from the Lancaster area. Had you ever considered putting together a munch? And it came from PA Daddy. Isn't that most interesting? I'm going into our <laughs> conversations right uh, now. This is... No, I'll tell I you, I, I actually had this interaction on an old website with Penji before I realized who Penji was. We hadn't met yet. And <laughs> apparently he sent me a message saying hello. And from what he tells me, I took it wrong. <laughs> Like you I, I, took I'm like something I, wrong. Well, yeah, I know. Me being judgmental, jumping to conclusions, no. I, and I, I that one I do not remember. Now the site doesn't exist anymore. But Thank he God. swears that I was basically saying to him, "No, I'm not interested in being a daddy to a baby boy." And that's it. Like, I'm like, Penji, yeah, I don't, Penji, I don't remember that. I don't remember it. No, and you know the funny thing is that's basically that's exactly what my like. My twenty, my young twenty-year-old brain was like, "Nope, I don't need a daddy. Um, that, that's not my thing." You I, know, like I almost want to say at the time the word "daddy" wasn't in my name. It was probably something like Zoro nine six five eight. It, yeah, it it probably wasn't. Um, yeah, but you probably had like your role listed as mm-hmm. as that or something right. like that. And, and there's no like, going back. Yeah, and and yep. and you know, me being twenty-something, I was like. What what could what could me and another dude who's a daddy be in, you know what could we possibly have in common because I'm not I, I'm not I don't want him to be my daddy yeah I mean know? there's no way but, a munch would ever work yeah there's yeah. no way we could just be <laughs> friends well Brian as someone who could tell you about a whole new world a whole oh, really? fantastic point of view really can you show me this whole new world. How I how mean, far can we go with this without like getting sued? I wonder, you know, like um for copyright infringement? I don't know. We've already. Oh no! Like yeah, really? Have we? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I knew it. Dude, it's, all, it's all over. The, the, they're that going after the, the they're going after my dynasty no. now. They're going after <laughs> yeah. Wow, after the empire. Hold on, we've upgraded it's a, it's from a, an empire to a fucking dynasty now. The, I the, I'm telling you, the word not, is pronounced dynasty. Dynasty. Yeah. No, I will tell I you this. No, I will tell you this. Neither Zeke nor Lily. Say, how do you say dynasty with a Spanish accent? Oh, uh, dynasty. I don't know. 
It's not a Spanish word. Don't you don't give me Chinese. Don't give me like French words. <laughs> oh dear God. Uh, that's beautiful. Well, uh, don't give me fake words. There you go. We have the best fake words. Oh jeez. Uh, anyway. My mine was actually uh, 1998. I got onto a crinkly old website, which it doesn't it isn't crinkly in the way we think of it now. But let's see, uh, which of you remembers Infoseek.com? Nope. Nope. Is that like Infowars? <laughs> I I do. I do remember it. Boy, you know, see, it's funny because that's back when we were messing around with like GeoCities and Angel Fire and uh. back. Back when web rings were a thing, because oh Google my didn't God. exist, so you would so like... So when did GeoCities come find... into the mix? Mm, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I actually had a website on GeoCities. It was called... There, yeah. You it was had called... a website on GeoCities? Yes, Color it was called shocked. It was called the DFFG, the Diapered Female Figure Gallery. And oh my I, God. I yeah, scoured the internet. I scoured the internet looking for every picture that I could find, and I eventually got in touch with somebody who knew how to augment pictures, and then he sent oh, me no. a whole slew of Britney Spears. Oh, no. oh man, I probably, you know what? I was probably on your GeoCities page. I probably downloaded every picture you had, and I was probably done by the time I was 30. So, you know. Yeah. probably still has a shoebox. <laughs> it's actually, it's still downloading. You know, I actually have never, I... I, I he still has the modem hooked up yeah, to everything. I ripped the same one. I ripped the phone out of the wall so mom would stop interrupting That's right. my downloads. I Darn was like, damn it, mom, I'm trying to get some porn. Now, I wouldn't find, when I would do a search, okay, I wouldn't find much on InfoSeek.com. But then I got on to yet another hierarchical officious oracle. Wow, there were so many words there and I didn't which, know what they meant. yet another hierarchical officious oracle, which if you if you take a look at the first five letters there are Yahoo. Mm -hmm. So Yahoo, I get on there and the, the, the searches, whether it was diaper girl or, or, or big baby or whatever the words were that I found, there really wasn't much content. I've always sort of been a believer that, okay, I'm going to tweet like mad fury. I'm going to tumble like mad fury. What the heck? I'll write some books too. And I'm going to promote conventions. I'm going to promote munches. I'm going to uh, do a podcast. I'm going to promote other podcasts because I don't ever want anyone to do a search and not find what they're looking for when it comes to this because that especially was especially on it. Yahoo. Especially yeah. on Yahoo. Don't yeah. do a Yahoo search. Well, that I was that was 1998. Yeah, even even the people who work at Yahoo Google shit. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> no, I hear that. <laughs> that was that was how I stumbled across it, and I stumbled across a bunch of those sites and. All of them would lead to this, that, and the other, and some do still uh, exist. But ultimately, it would uh, the zit would come to a head when FetLife. Oh, out. thank you for that. Yes. Wow, that's a that's a. I'm glad I'm not eating cookies anymore. You bet. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to answer checklist item number five first. Okay. And my okay. answer is nothing. Okay. Really? Now, now I'm going to now I'm going to read the question. What are your other interests beyond ABDL? And let's go in reverse order, post-apocalyptic. What is, what are your other wait, interests? Wait, wait, so your, your legitimate answer to that question is nothing? Not even the Chiefs? Well, you what, totally have other, you, you, you know, drink, you drink motor oil disguised as beer. You, you like, don't exist like as a, a person. You like a terrible, terrible sports team. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you little son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, there is an adjective I missed, so I will read the question properly. Oh, oh okay. 
What are your other kinky interests? Oh, uh, well, that's not, oh, that's oh, that's not, not what your question says. I thought, yeah, I thought there was two here. questions. There was what are your other interests and then what are your other kinky interests? Well, if you want to answer both, go ahead, take over I the podcast. I thought we were answering both. If, uh, no, okay. You're the one in charge. Yeah, I'm in charge of nothing here, okay? Yeah, that's true. I mean, obviously. Yeah, we kind of took over this podcast. <laughs> this, this is, uh, you are now listening to the Luke and, and, uh, and, 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 uh, and post, uh, post, post, post apocalyptic, the post apocalyptic loop daddy. There you go. There it is. That's it. Podcast. There we go. I Boom. am your father. That's the name of the first episode. Oh yeah, that that hasn't happened every day of my life. No, no. But, <laughs> oh, because you because you got the same name as that that Jedi. Yeah, no, yeah, but that, wait a minute. That, that, just that Jedi, not any go. Jedi just in particular. That, just that, yeah, one. that one. Luke is what you go by, but your full name is Lucas. Is that right? Yes, my full now, legal name for when you attempt to dox me is Lucas. Okay. Uh, but it is a litmus test for me. Okay, how does that work? How does that work? So, if I introduce myself to you as Luke, most likely it's because we are at a weird place with weird people doing weird things or discussing weird things. If I introduce your, myself as Lucas, most likely I am at a family event or at a church and I have not spontaneously combusted into flames. Okay. Or I am uh, at a business setting. I and that way, if I ever see you in the future, uh, you know, it, it's like the pH of you. It's how I know how kinky you are if I were to put you into acidic um, solutions. Wow. Oh. All right. So yeah, I mean, if, I, I if I, like, is acidic higher or lower on the pH scale? I don't know. I Why don't you go pee on a litmus tab and tell me what happens? <laughs> <laughs> I, have test, I have some full test strips. I wonder, yeah. I'd actually, yeah. but but the idea the is, um, worst case scenario, I meet someone out in public and I haven't seen them in forever, or more importantly, I'm terrible with names and I have no idea who they are, and they say Luke or they say Lucas, I know there are certain topics most likely I can avoid, or there are certain topics I don't have to avoid. Things like that, depending on the person and the setting. Wait, so which, which one's which? Okay, what did I introduce myself to you as? Oh, I don't fucking know. I Brit- Brittany calls you Lucas all the time. Yeah. Brittany has special yeah. powers, to though. To be fair, I guess I usually call you Lucas, too. Yeah, but you guys do that because you don't respect me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, is that I, it? Okay. Fair. That is so. It is so. It is. Luke is your is your like. It's like by like what I'm gonna refer to myself to seeing people. Ah, yeah, that's okay. what I do. Okay. Yeah, because I I was like because I, I I think I even have you in my phone as. Let me see. I'm gonna get my phone. I have you listed as Luke. No, I have you as Luke. Yep. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Yep. That's probably how I first introduced myself. Right. Probably. Yeah. That would make sense, and then I put you in that way. But now, yeah. Well, how about that? What was the question? I can't remember. <laughs> Question. Well, alrighty. Well, um, l- oh, let's yeah, do the this. Other, the other Question things. 5A yeah. and Question 5B. What are some yeah. other interests that you have? Let's go first with, um, non-kinky. And then, of course, with, uh, with kinky. And we'll okay. start, we will start with post-apocalyptic. Oh, post-apocalyptic. I might actually have to change my name to that, but I, I think I'm it's, really liking it. I think <laughs> it's too long. I think it's too long of a name. I don't think they would let me do, like, just uh, just name yourself after that band, Fallout Dad. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> That's their official name now, right? Like they're legally Fallout not allowed Dad, to call yeah, themselves Fallout Boy anymore. Yeah, because what are they like thirty? Yeah, they're legally like, like not 40, allowed to call themselves Fallout. Yeah, 
All Out Dead. Yeah. That's fucking great. Um, right. So, um, <laughs> um, oh my god, my, my guild is messaging me on Discord at, and I assume you go they play? want, I think they want a tank for tonight. So go tank. Um, yeah, but our, the raid isn't for an hour and a half, so we're good. We'll, we'll get through at least one more question. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. So, yeah, so that's a good segue into an answer. So vanilla-wise, uh, I play World of Warcraft. I'm a huge fucking nerd. Um, I also play other video games. Um, I mostly play stuff in the MMO genre uh, because I really like online interactions. Um, which, uh, I also like role-playing games a lot, and, and, uh, I was really excited for Fallout 76 because I love the Fallout franchise, and that was a Fallout franchise MMO, and I was super excited, but Bethesda, you know, suck a dick because they're fucking terrible. And How do you really feel? Jeez. Fire game designer, and they just made a bunch of terrible decisions. It's literally, the game is literally like, uh, the best way I could describe it is Rust meets Fallout. Like, it's oh, like, that's that's what no one wants. Yeah, it's literally like Rust in the Fallout universe. Is is building bases, dropping turrets, shooting other players, stealing from chests and shit. There's no like, it's just fucking stupid. Um, anyway, but all that aside, um, you know, I'm uh, continuing with my nerdiness. Um, super into like sci-fi shows, Star Trek, Star Wars. Don't ask me which one's better. Um, I, uh, I, uh, you may hear some squeaking in the background on my end. That's because I have a 3D printer sitting behind me printing something, which is actually a, uh, it'll end up being a, about a one foot tall, um, figure of Aaron from Attack on Titan in his Titan form. So, you know, just uh, for those of you who actually know what Attack on Titan is, it's an anime. It's pretty awesome. You should totally watch it. Um, Alrighty. So those are the vanilla stuff. Uh, yeah, kinky stuff. Um, yeah, so, I mean, aside from the ABDL stuff, you know, um, I'm just general, like, uh, DS play, um, bondage stuff, uh, impact play, things like that. Um, are definitely interests for me um, as well. Alrighty. Luke. Um, uh, hi, I'm a nerd too. Um, uh, hi, nerds. Most, mostly Blizzard things. Uh, used to be Diablo, apparently. Apparently it's not allowed to be a Diablo anymore. Um, oh, I was under the impression that I was allowed to play Diablo, but apparently I'm not. No, you can play Diablo, you just have to do it on your phone. I, but I don't have a phone, Brian. Why don't you have a phone? Ryan, I, I don't want a phone. Why don't but, you, you play Diablo on your phone? Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Diablo, a immortal PC um, franchise, just uh, announced Diablo Immortal as the next game. It will be a mobile phone game for this great PC behemoth. So, no, no, uh, it's not a mobile phone game. It's a fully-fledged Diablo, fledged Diablo experience <laughs> on your phone, which is impossible. Oh, yes. sorry. So I'm um I'm sorry. Zoro doesn't get it. Zoro yeah. doesn't get Moving it. Moving on, um I play a lot of Overwatch. Um I watch Animus. Um Animus. Yeah, Animus. That's um mostly like uh cow anime. Um in particular, but uh oh. 
Yeah, uh, just just general nerd stuff. Uh, play D and D when I have people who are willing to play D and D with me. Apparently, I have a group that is no longer willing to play D and D with me. Um, uh, but you know, uh, just fun nerdy stuff. Um, like to read. Uh, mostly, yeah. Um, oh, and I um, am constantly a Nintendo fanboy. So I am mostly in the console wars, um, taking Nintendo just right down my throat, um, 24-7. Uh, besides that, um, as far as kink stuff goes, I think I covered that in the introduction. Uh, general BDSM, uh, self-proclaimed two millahore, um, and a bunch <laughs> of other fun things. And cramming Nintendo down his throat. And cramming Nintendo down my throat. Like, literally, <laughs> Sakurai has never tasted so good. <laughs> wow. I don't. I'm yeah, not. He, I'm not even going to try and follow it up. Yeah. No. Oh, that's right. You didn't go. We skipped you. Well, b- kinky interest beyond ABDL. Um, mind melting, which I think is ABDL. That's it. Uh, it can be. Yeah, that 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 right. that fits. Um, uh, the regular interests. Um, they're all pretty much well known. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Um, Aerosmith, and I actually continue to follow Steven Tyler as he's going solo. I just found something on YouTube of, uh, uh, Steven Tyler, and I don't even know what award show it was at, but he and Nuno Betancourt from the band Extreme, uh, they would sing more than words, which is like really phenomenal. I'm like, holy crap, like they actually had the harmonies, the whole nine yards, but it's Steven Tyler's voice. Well, yeah. Yeah, um... Anything that has Sylvester Stallone in it, I will watch it over and over. But, like, there are particular things. For whatever reason, the first two Jurassic Parks, I live, like, vicariously through. And, but I, I did, okay, okay. really, I didn't see Fallen Kingdom, the fifth one, but I did see yeah, the don't. fourth one, and I will tell you this. Uh, Chris Pratt is his name. That script was written so well for him, um, y- you could not have written it any better. The problem with it is, he couldn't have botched it any harder. It, it, I swear in his hot mind, takes, he, hot takes. he came into work every day as they were filming that thing, and he's like, this is all about me. I, I truly get that from his performance. Now, to the, oh. fl- to the flip of all of that, Ron Howard's daughter, Bryce, I believe her name is, that script could not have been written any worse for her character, yet oh, yeah. she pulled it off. And she pulled it off so convincingly. She took bad lines and made them work. So I, I'm watching that movie for the polar opposite reason of what I thought I would, and I actually did enjoy it. Um, but here's some, I, it, it, we'll call it an assignment. Um, I do like me some, some Kira Knightley. I, I've admitted to this before, but when I was in the, when it, back in the nineties, I loved Rene Russo. She did Lethal Weapons and she was in Major yeah. League and some of these other ones. But she and Pierce Brosnan would do a movie, I think it was 1997 or 98. It was called The Thomas Crown Affair. It was a remake of the Steve McQueen and uh, Faye Dunaway movie from the 60s. This movie I own. Oh my gosh, I could watch it over and over and over. And the ending to it is one of the most remarkable endings I think that uh, that I've ever seen in a movie. Because it's just so awesome. You don't see it coming and then it does. You're like, they've got him trapped and nope, no they don't. So uh, that's some of the interest. I also like to bowl. But as some of the llamas have seen, bowling is not about fun. It's about killing the pins. Oh, okay. And and I invent swear words. I'll be honest about that. I have not been to a llama bowling. I think we should all go duck bowling. Oh, duck pit. I would do that. I would totally do that. 
get me on a mini golf course, and then, then it's you just stay clear of the swings. It's horrible. I think that would go yeah. badly. Now, normally, this next question is the highlight, if there is one, of these one-on-one podcasts. But actually, this the next two questions are really big. So we'll start with the first one. This is what will save the world on this day of days. Dun, 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 uh, the day after. Uh, this is the one question. Your answer could save the world or rip a hole in, in the space-time continuum. And there are not enough gigawatts to put into the flux capacitor to fix it if we get this question wrong. Okay, so yeah. So here is the question. Which do you prefer, creamy peanut butter or crunchy peanut butter? Chunky peanut okay. butter. Okay, yes, there we go. That's the, that's the correct way to say the correct answer. Okay. Crunchy peanut butter? You both want crunchy or chunky? No, I want no, no, no. Yeah, that's why I was like, I've never heard of crunchy peanut butter. Well, cr- crunchy peanut butter is in those those weird candies, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, that I'm definitely, yeah, definitely a, a smooth and creamy peanut butter. Okay, I am the complete and opposite because I'm correct, and it is the uh, crunchy <laughs> peanut butter. Uh, this is where that oath we took to hear each other's sides. I yes. have to say that was all uh, horseshit. Uh, because you're wrong. You're, you're fundamentally, unequivocally wrong at this moment. Now, I will tell you this. My answer is creamy. And I'm going to repeat to you, um, Resonant Yes's answer from episode two, because I think he had a really good take on it. Resonant okay. Yes said, the only correct peanut butter is creamy butter, is creamy peanut butter, because creamy that, butter. that is its way. No, it's not. I, yeah. I've, I've got Luke, to agree Luke, with him on this. I think on, he's right. Luke, let me ask yeah. you something. How do you make peanut butter? <laughs> By crunching up peanuts and leaving a right. little bit of the peanut inside. No, 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 no. Are you George Washington Carver? No, 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 no. Are you George Washington Carver? To be fair, I don't think he actually invented peanut butter. I, I, are you telling me that history lied to me? Yeah, pretty much. Are you telling me that the black lied to me? Yep. Oh, that bitch. Yeah, so so basically, if you have crunchy peanut butter, you gave up halfway. I'm just saying, that's like, somebody didn't finish their job. What that's if I bought you... crunchy peanut butter? Ooh. You bought somebody well, else's performance anxiety. To, to be then. fair, if you, if you go and you buy, say, a jar of, like, Skippy peanut butter, right? Or, uh, or you buy Skippy's, uh, you know, chunky peanut butter. It's the same Skippy, it's the creamy peanut butter, but then they take halfway processed peanuts and mix yep. into the peanut butter. And it adds texture and depth right. and deliciousness. But, but that's not peanut butter. Uh, I and argue that it butter, is. No, that's okay. It is. Is there a difference between, uh, I don't know, a sugar cookie and a sugar cookie with Reese's Pieces in it? No. Yes, there is. Don't lie to me. Don't, don't be, don't be intentional. Don't ask, don't ask the hard-hitting questions, okay? <laughs> Listen. The question is not, what is the moral fiber of peanut butter? The question is, which is better? The moral fiber is the peanuts. That's, yes. that's where all the fiber comes yes. from. Yes. What I'm saying is, we are not here to have a philosophical debate of oh, what is and is not are. peanut butter. We are this asking the, simply which one you the, prefer. Nope, and nope, as nope. someone who has an answer that is nope. correct, nope. I say chunky. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. In fact, And I, the reason why, because you put it on toast, and it plays with the, the, the brittle toast. How do you put oh. chunky oh. on 
Oh, you put it I on there with a lot of crumbs, with a lot of fucking crumbs, I, I but it's great. Say, I can barely spread it. butter on toast. And then you want to what? You eat that crumbs. shit in bed and get all that shit everywhere. Actually, like don't, a man. don't do that. If you eat toast in, in bread, you deserve whatever hell toast, you deserve. If you eat toast in bread? Yes, in bed, in bread bed. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Yeah, they have like they have bread bowls, so why not a bread bed, right? I mean, why I mean, not? Sleep in a bread eat, bed. You eat toast in a bread bowl in a bread bed. I mean, America's halfway to the bread bed. <laughs> we we already have Olive Garden. I can I can imagine no, and you know what? The perfect platform for a bread bed would be is a fucking Papasan chair. Like, think yeah. about it. You know? Just like a giant, like you know, a five foot bread bowl in a papa uh, in a bamboo frame. And hollow it out so I can put my fat ass in the middle of it. At a Papa John's. At a Papa John's. The, the, it's, it's like a, yeah, it's, it's like a human Domino's pasta bread bowl. Yes. Yeah. Well, I will say that the debate will certainly continue on. <laughs> I like, I like Zoro's attempt to regain control of this podcast. And, it's, and, it's a failing attempt, but I'm very true. excited about the next item. <laughs> And I'll tell you why. And Luke, this may surprise you. Is Uh-oh. it? With, is it uh, your opinion on goobers? Oh no, I, I wouldn't dare go near that. Remember that shit where you get the peanut butter and the jelly in the same fucking jar? Oh, like, God. who thought that was a fucking good idea? A marketing team. Oh. They're like, oh, the kids will love it. Look, it's got cartoons and it's got grape jelly and peanut butter right next to each other. It's like, no. And then everybody lost their teeth years later. Yeah, well, the whole idea didn't even make sense, because where do you keep jelly after you open it? Yeah, yes. Fucking fridge. Where do you keep peanut butter after you open it? Not in the fridge. According to my dad's wife, in the fridge. She's a monster. Do you know what happens when you put peanut butter in the fridge? It turns into fucking peanuts. Well, the peanuts (laughs) inside actually get really chunky in ways that they're not supposed to. I mean, because you already have peanuts inside oh. normal peanut butter. That's oh, kind of whole kernels. So when you put it in the fridge, that even coagulates even more. There is no right or wrong way for 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 peanut butter to become chunky. Peanut butter is is just is just peanut butter. I don't understand what you're saying. If, uh, if there you is got all right, if you got if you got a stick of butter, okay, okay and it had yeah, and it had chunks of cheese in it. But but the thing is, when I buy butter, I'm not buying butter for cheese. When I buy peanut butter, I'm buying it for peanuts. Hence, there being whole peanuts inside my peanut butter makes sense. When you buy strawberry jam, do you like that shit that has chunks of strawberries in it? (laughs) Yes. So fuck off. Because strawberry jam has chunks of of strawberry in it. So why can't peanut butter have chunks of peanut butter? That's the definition of jam. If you want, if you want. Oh my god! So you're saying I like peanut jam? Yeah. (laughs) If I just refer to my condiment of choice as peanut jam, will you be a happier individual? Then it's peanut jam now. Alright, I'm gonna look like an asshole at work tomorrow when I say I'm having a peanut jam sandwich. (laughs) Oh. So the next item I am very excited about. I'm gonna go on FetLife right now and make a fetish for peanut. Uh, peanut jam. <laughs> oh, dear heavens. Please do. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Um, with the exception of the imitation game, one of the best movies 
that I have seen in a very long time would be Solo. Didn't you watch the Imitation Game at our house? Yes, I did, <laughs> and, and then I went out and bought it. Oh, I, I have great. also I have also gone out and bought Solo, the the Han Solo story, uh, the, uh, the the new By one. Disney, starring Han Solo. Yes, I <laughs> I wasn't expecting much as as I haven't been much of a fan of of uh, the recent Star Wars movies. Though Rogue One I thought was great. When I saw Solo, I was like, wow, they hit the nail on the head. Like there was nothing about that movie, including Amelia Clark, that I would change at all. And it's one of the most phenomenal movies I've seen in a long time. And the imitation game, putting this up with the imitation game, that that's not like you know, just just tossing it in the wind at anything. The imitation game is phenomenal. So that being said, this sort of leads into a topic that of course we were gonna have. And I'm glad that, that we get to see Han Solo because in my opinion, I feel it was horrible that in episode seven, they killed him like a chump. He hugged his son. And then his son shoved a lightsaber, killed him like a chump. This, this was absolutely horrible. Now, here's what I will say. My favorite character in, in all of Star Wars is Obi-Wan Kenobi. So fundamentally, I shouldn't have a problem with watching Han Solo die. And I'll tell you why. When I first saw Obi-Wan Kenobi, it was episode four, and he died like halfway into it. Then he is a force ghost for episodes five and six. (laughs) Now, I'm very excited when they come out with episode one, because I get to see Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he goes through those three movies, and like I'm glued to this, and they had the right actor for it. And this should have been like, if I don't have a problem with them killing Obi-Wan in Episode 4. I shouldn't have a problem with them killing Han Solo in Episode 7. It's just that Obi-Wan Kenobi died for a purpose. And you had like six episodes to fall in love with Han Solo, even though he wasn't ruined by the the prequel trilogy. Um, <laughs> yes, here we go. He was, his image wasn't horribly sullied like Obi-Wan Kenobi's was. Here's the other thing. Invaders. I, I may I may get this wrong, but I believe the actor's name was James Cagney, and uh, he once did uh, uh, it, it was sort of a cheesy movie called Yankee Doodle Dandy. Now, this was viewed as a very uh, cheesy is a good word for it. It was very blah, and but at the time it was immensely popular. It was sort of like uh, Keanu Reeves looking back on Bill and Ted, you know, like. Yankee Doodle Dandy is what made James Cagney a household name. And James Cagney would go on to do a bunch of movies. So they asked him, like when he was at the height of his career, uh, do you ever feel embarrassed, you know, James Cagney, for having done Yankee Doodle Dandy? And his response... Absolutely not. Right. He says, that's what made me who I am. You see where I'm going with this, don't you? Yep. So why on earth Harrison Ford would have a problem with this character that we all love, that he clearly hates because it's just not complex enough, mm-hmm. to the point where the only way they could get him back is if they killed this character that we loved. That gets me. I guess I should have more of a problem with Harrison Ford than yeah. than with anything else. It just so bothers not me. to go into the philosophy of why some Star Wars movies are good and why aren't some not good, why are we talking about this? On an AVDL podcast? Like, what, what's, what's, our, what's our point right now? Because I will have this conversation forever. However, uh, oh, no. for the folks at home, 
what, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I know, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because we're about to start talking about characters from Star Wars that we would either put in diapers or be diapered by. Oh, no. Oh, I'm right. giving you the segue, and I can oh, okay. complain yet again one more time about Han Solo being killed like a jump in episode seven. You know, you know the the way the way he was killed though, like he was, you know, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Like he was trying to, he was trying to redeem his son and get him back, and it was this like moment of like him. It was a very dad moment for him to try and like, you know, he knew. Going into it, it probably wasn't going to end well, but he's like, I have to try. And, like, yeah, it sucks that they just, like, just done, you know? Like, that was kind of, like, a shitty way to end it all. But it was at least a well-thought-out plot point, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. However, the way they killed off Luke... Oh, boy. ...was just complete and utter bullshit. You see this epic showdown at the end of the at the end of the thing, and, and by, spoiler alert, everyone. By yeah. the way, yeah. for a movie that's nearly shit, two years old, you know, skip skip like you know like uh, well at the rate we're going, skip about an hour ahead. There um, you go. There you go. But uh, no, just so there's this epic battle, and you know that when 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 um, Kylo is like you know fire all the guns on that man, blah blah blah, and everything's just. You know, the fucking laser's going everywhere, and you're like, oh, shit, you know? And then he's still fucking standing there, and you're like, oh, shit. And then they have this epic showdown, and then you find out, like, oh, he wasn't really there. Yeah. He was actually actually somehow projecting his image across the galaxy while standing safely on a cliff overlooking a beautiful sunset, and then he just fades away into nothing because he used the last of his life force, I guess, to fucking project his image across the galaxy for, for, you know, ten fucking minutes, which is like, whether he was taking a, a laser bombardment or not, shouldn't really add to the degree of difficulty of projecting your image across the galaxy, you know? Like, a much better way to handle that would have been to actually fucking have him show up and actually do the things they showed him doing, and then just fade away into nothing. That would have been perfectly acceptable to me, but the fact that they reveal the entire thing as nothing more than just a, I fucked with your mind one last time, and then I die. You know, like, it just kind of made the whole thing fucking stupid. Now, I will say this. God bless her, and may she rest in peace. But perhaps the smartest of all of them was Carrie Fisher, who passed, or, you know, dying. Who passed away before Star Wars did something horrible to her character, too. Did you see my segue there? That, yes, that I, think, being I, said, I think we saw this attempt at a segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was an attempt, and then I derailed it back onto the, like, yeah. You got to express your rage about Han Solo. <laughs> I just needed to say, like, just from a purely writing standpoint, and you as a writer should, uh, you know, you should look at that and go, yeah, that was pretty shitty, you know? But it was, it was shitty writing. That's all it was. It was just shitty writing. Anyway, I, dude, I wholeheartedly I'm, agree with you. I'm done derailing this shit. Let's, 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 yeah. What's, okay. so what's I, the question? The question would be this. You got all the Star Wars characters. Take it from all, well, there would be eight of the, of the, of the mainstream movies and then also Rogue One as well as Han Solo, or the, uh, Solo, right? Sure. You got, you got ten options there. Whole bunch of different characters. 
Oh, okay. Now I have like a couple I would pick, but choose one character that you would either diaper or be diapered by. If you could take his character, bring him into real life, and then have them be your counterpart, who would it be? Luke. And, and just just uh. bear in mind that some of those characters were actually underage. <laughs> yes. Okay, this but, is true. This is but, true. Yeah. But when you watch the movie, well, you underage <laughs> as well. This is true. All right, yes, no, that, that's four. a valid point. Yeah. You were four. Luke, Luke was underage. I was drinking. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> But uh, uh, actually, we'll start with the person who has the namesake, Luke. Um, <laughs> hey, Luke, God, this really—I s- don't mean to be this guy, but like, Star Wars is really word that Nate's not going to understand. Heteronormative, <laughs> and I'm really not heteronormative. Uh, there's not really many gay icons when you look at Star Wars. Um. Let's be honest, you could argue Han Solo, but that's just because he's the bad boy for a good girl. Um, which, yeah, um, uh, part of me just wants to argue Lando, specifically from Han Solo, but that's just because I really freaking love, uh, Mr. Glover over there. There was definitely some bromance between them. Oh yeah, there were definitely The carbonite shit, Um, he was like, he felt so bad about that. It was like he got caught cheating. But, um, now, if I'm going to go with it, I want, um, kind of, I, I don't even want, like, an R2, I, I don't even want R2. Star Wars, no, 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 I didn't mean that. I'm thinking of R2-D2, because I want to go, I don't want a specific character, but imagine, like, a droid factory set up sci-fi ABDL nursery. That's what I want. I want, I want a Star Destroyer that's, instead of designed to corrupting you to the dark side, is designed to diaper you. There, there you, you go. go. So, Patent that. Yeah, Thank you. All right. These are, dude, hold on, wait a minute. These are fictitious characters. If you want to take it and turn it into real life with, with hetero erotica, whatever you just said, go ahead. These are fictitious characters. Who do you want to diaper you? That's yeah, but they're they're fictitious characters with their own personalities, and their personalities are not the archetypes I really want. Is what I'm saying because okay, all right, all of them are straight as fuck. No, his I like his answer. He's he's talking about like. Uh, basically, you know, like a, like a, uh, you know, when, so when they capture Leia and they take her and they put her on the prison ship. Yeah. It's like that, but they put you in a nursery and they got all these machines and mechanical arms that like, you're held down. Yeah, on imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine that shit. Remember, remember that, yeah. that droid that came in and said, I'm going to stick my little needle in you, Leia? Imagine <laughs> if that was a diaper. Done. Yeah. Fucking blow yeah. me. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> okay. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Nate, I know this is how you did not, Zoro. I know you did not expect this question to go that way. No, that's it's my fine. Answer. That's fine. Everyone on Star Wars is just so freaking straight. Luke, do me a favor. Just aim your camera a little higher. I can actually see your erection right now. No, oh, you thank hear you. him yeah. over here. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll throw it in. I'll throw it in next, and, oh, and then, we'll, right. th- then we will end with... Um, if you say Carrie Fisher, it's going to get a little weird. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm not going to say Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Though Ray is definitely, uh, uh, yeah. th- though Ray is definitely, I raised my eyebrow. I was like, hello. Yeah. My answer would be, um, I guess I should say that it would be, uh, Padme Amidala from episode one because that, the, the faux Padme Amidala because. That uh, is Kira Knightley. That is Kira Knightley. However, I would say Natalie Portman, the character of, yeah. the character of, um, Padme Amidala. 
What, you don't like Sabe or whatever her handmaiden's name was? <laughs> well, she was good, too, but the, the one that I liked was Natalie Portman. That yeah. would be my answer. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd see that. Eh, yeah. Well, I, too, would enjoy diapering something with no personality. <laughs> oh, I could go somewhere with that, but I won't. Oh, shit. I won't. I won't, because then we're, then we're getting into Twilight, where we don't uh, use facial yeah. muscles. You know, was, we don't want to go there. Well, all right. So, listen. So, I guess that leaves me. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I agree with the Natalie Portman. You know, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing her in one. Uh, and, and, of course, along the same lines, you know, same deal with Ray. I think she'd look pretty cute. Plus, I, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure if you if you got her in, like, a rear seduction, you could make, like, a dark side joke there. There which you go. There you go. Steve, um, but no, it, you know, I, you know, I'm here to be the uh, the antagonist, right? So, uh, fuck it, R two D two, right? R two D two, let's go. Just because, like, figure that geometry out. Just, just, just figure if you can tell me, you know, how that's gonna work, you know, because he he's he's like perfectly cylindrical and he's got a flat bottom. And it's just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna look flattering on him. Uh, but you're, you're missing the bigger example. BB-8 no. would be more difficult. No, yeah, BB-8's impossible. BB-8 is... Oh, you could, you know, because he's spherical. You just need a big enough one and it'll just cover his whole body. Just <laughs> <laughs> little head sticks out the top. It's yeah. just literally just like a giant, like, ABU space diaper with like a little fucking, like, BB-8 head poking out the top. Uh, now, the, the thing is, he wouldn't be able to move then, I guess, because... Good. Uh, he sucks. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So it's also kind of like a bondage thing. There we go. <laughs> into that. Hey, there you go. There you go. Well, alrighty. That actually did go in a, in a bunch of unique uh, in, in a bunch of unique ways. Oh, let's, Star let's... Wars, make more gayer people. There you go. <laughs> I don't, I, and I don't mean Finn uh, and Poe. I was about to say Finn. Oh, same, no. Man. You suck. <laughs> oh, good lord. Finn. Finn is so, I think that's where that's going, actually. Like, if that's, that's where that's going, I'm disappointed. That's, no, that's, that's Disney's M. Night Shyamalan moment. They're gonna like, all this shit goes on forever, and she kisses him, and then, and then he's like, uh, I'm gay. I really don't like what you're cooking with. I don't. <laughs> it's probably something spicy, which yeah. is why I can't have yeah. it. Mm. Uh, yes, right. of course. Alright, Dwayne the Rock. There you go. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. What? Uh, here, here we go with the next one. We'll, we'll see what direction this one goes in. What is? Well. What would you like to change about yourself, but haven't yet? Let's start with Luke. Uh, my weight. Your weight? Yeah, I am a uh, fat fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, I am. Uh, no, I got a good uh, dosage of sleep apnea going on. I've uh, got. Um, wow. Probably. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can maybe. Both of you, you've I've uh, I've slept in the same household as you. Um, oh my god, yeah, it fucking shakes the walls at night. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Um, like, but no, um, I'm, I'm not I'm not upset with how I look. I'm upset with my health. I'm 25 years old, and I know for a fact I shouldn't uh, be this way. There are there are better ways for me to be. Um, I would like to change that. Um, if I could change one thing, I guess it wouldn't be my weight. It would just be more my ability to go to the gym and have a good time. Because that apparently <laughs> is fucking awesome. Okay. Um, it kind of goes up there. You know that, that question people always do of, like, uh, what's one superpower you would have if you could have any superpower in the world? Um, I have, like, one answer to that. Because I hate the answer of, like, super strength or anything like that. Because I'm that type of person that if I got a superpower that actually could help people, I would need to help people. 
like I, I, I would have this selfish superpower. Yeah, I want a selfish. I want to be metabolism man. Yes, like no, not even. I want um the ability and and take this as you will because it also works both as a sexual thing. Oh. Whatever I put in my mouth, it tastes however I want it to taste. Oh. <laughs> I Already? would be so fucking skinny and oh. give even better head than I already do. I don't, oh. I, don't, I don't know if you'd actually, like, I mean, like, what's the caloric content of cum? I'm just... Not, uh, <laughs> neg- oh neg- it's an egg white. That's going on the quote list. Thank it's you. It's an egg white. Quote list. I'm totally Googling this right now. I how many you are. Cal- oh my I don't, Lord. I don't even want to... I don't even want to know what's going to come up in my uh, my Google advertisements tomorrow because of this. But how many calories are uh, most in- likely Soylent? Come, <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, no. Five. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it's an egg white. Each teaspoon of ejaculate has about five to seven calories and some two hundred to five hundred million sperm. Since sperm make up only about one percent of semen, what accounts for the other ninety nine percent? Well, its other ingredients include, uh, well, the first one's fructose sugar, and then, honestly, that's the end of the instant results, and I'm afraid to click on any of these links. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my I would be, too. Heaven. So, I guess, like, imagine if it, like, tasted like vanilla frosting. <laughs> Just saying. I'm trying I, not to imagine any of this. No, you know, while we're while we're imagining it, I mean, there's a good follow up question, uh, Zorro. If if your cum tasted like vanilla frosting, would, would you, you taste it? it? <laughs> um, this may be a hard answer for you guys to accept, uh, but the answer would be no. That's fine. You know, we all okay. are afraid of experimenting in yeah, our lives. I, no. <laughs> No, you know, the simple fact is, like, I honestly, I think my answer is the same. Is no, I, I don't, because here's the thing, regardless of, like, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I understand everyone says it's salty, and blah, 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 and it's like, obviously, that doesn't sound like something that I'd want to put in my mouth, but even if they were like, you know, it tastes fucking amazing, it's still, the, the I don't want cum in my mouth. That's the, that's the reason it doesn't happen, is because I don't want it there, you know? So I don't think that would change it for me. Okay, good, good. I'm, I'm glad I mean, to hear I know that. Going, I know we're going off list here, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, what were we talking about? I, I legitimately don't know what the questions were anymore. What, no, it was, uh, what would you like to change about yourself? Oh, yeah, um, my, yeah, yeah, just, I'm fat. There we go. I, I'll add this in there. Um, I, I would ask that question of, of, uh, a bunch of friends of mine. When I was in my early 20s, I would go out to the bar five or six nights a week. And we all got very drunk the one night and we're sitting there and I said, okay, guys, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? And one of the friends, uh, came up with the best answer I think I've ever heard. Everybody's like, oh, I want to fly. Oh, I want to do this. The one guy who was like, like totally crazy drunk. He takes a sip of his beer. He sets it down. He says, currently I already have all of the superpowers except <laughs> invisibility. Okay. Like, He's not is- wrong. This is a brilliant answer. It's like, I can't compete with that. I simply cannot. <laughs> He's not wrong. Well, all right. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, um, so what was the question? What What would you change about yourself but haven't? Yes. Yep. <clears throat> oh. You know, I, I hate to beat a horse to death, but, um, you know, my, my answer is actually going to be the same as Luke's. Um, Huzzah. 
I'm actually, I don't think I'm a bad looking guy, but. Uh, oh, I don't think that either. I just think yeah, I, uh, like, I could be healthier. I'm, I'm perfectly okay in the self image department. However, um, you know, sometimes I see pictures of me from, you know, 10 years ago when I was, uh, I don't know, 100 pounds lighter. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and I go, you know, it wouldn't be bad to be that guy again. Not not just from like a you you were definitely better looking back then, but also from like a you know maybe you you could actually live another decade uh, standpoint. You know, like it's because uh, I you know I know I know I'm not I'm not living a healthy life, but uh, God damn it, food tastes good. Oh, it tastes uh, so I, good. It tastes so good. And Except the, the food part, that doesn't. No, and you know the worst part is. Both me and my wife are really good cooks, so we have like all kind. Oh my god, let me tell you about the 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 dinner she made tonight. Oh yeah, mm. red skin mashed potatoes and pork schnitzel. Oh. You know what that is? You're kidding me. That's what I missed out on. That's what you missed out on. I hate everything. I know. Yeah. You should. It was fucking delicious. I ate yours. Oh. Okay. I just want you to know that I ate yours. Thank you. Yeah. That's going on the quote list. Too. <laughs> I had a Chinese takeout. Wow, that's um like a boss. That's you're you're such a bachelor. Oh. <laughs> so I live in 350 square feet of pure love. Oh, I did, bet you do. Did you, did you at least leave the takeout containers on your coffee table? Uh, oh, Ryan, I don't have a coffee table. <laughs> oh. do, you, do you even have coffee? Ryan, I don't drink coffee. You know this about me. I know that. Mr. Mr. Post Post um Post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. Mr. Uh, personal announcement system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Mr. it. Plant, Mr. Plan Administrator. <laughs> we should make a whole list tomorrow night at the much of all the other things that PA Mr. could stand personal for. assistant daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I am looking for a job, so, you know, personal well, assistant. This but, works well. This works well. Uh, I have two. The one, the one's kind of obvious. Either, um, uh, what's something I'd like to change about myself? Probably my hat or the reason, <laughs> or the reason why I wear a hat, but I think I have a better one. Okay. Uh, something I'd like to change about myself, but haven't. Though one of the, one of the ladies who goes to the Llama Munch has actually been helping me with this quite a bit recently. I would love to change the weak stomach. Then I could get on to the rides at Hershey Park. <laughs> And then I could actually like try all this like spicy whatever food and not live a bland diet. I would love to like like not have like like weird like moments of vertigo like when I get up if I if I've laid down flat for the night and just not have a weak stomach. That's definitely what I would change. And there probably is some way to do that. I don't have any clue. Um, well, I you know, you were just talking about how you're going to get this uh, health insurance at your, your new job. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, yeah. That's let me let me give you a clue as to what your first step in that uh, investigative process as to how to fix that thing might be. Oh, do tell. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Use that fancy new health insurance and go see a doctor. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I'm I'm already agreeing with Luke. <laughs> Doctors uh, lie to you. Get, get you some of that, <laughs> get you some of that WebMD advice. If you, if yes, WebMD, where the banner says, welcome to yeah. our website, you already have cancer. <laughs> That's yep. right. 
Just type your symptoms in, and they'll tell you what cancer you have. Oh, jeez, don't wait. <laughs> Alrighty, well... <laughs> Moving we are, forward. We are we are almost halfway done, guys. We you are betcha. almost halfway done. Yeah, let's uh let's speed this up. Okay. For for the folks at home. You betcha. Yeah, we're gonna end up cutting half of this. You realize Pretty much. That. Well, we're gonna take the next two and put them together because this is actually oh. gonna, this is gonna so, lead into um yeah. Where's uh, part two levels. then? Well so is electric. part two? Yeah. Well th- what we have here it says um it's about conventions and other types of, types of gatherings. There's two questions that go along with this. Uh, when you go to these things, be it a munch, be it a convention, be it uh, our our uh, Christmas trip to Hershey Park coming up here in a bit. Yeah. So when you go to these things, what is something? Oh, what is something? There's, there's a dog. Uh oh. There's a dog in my office. The dog. Is it Benjamin. <laughs> Why is there a dog in my office? Hey, let me say hello. <laughs> Okay, well, we're doing the podcast. Okay, so... What... I know, I understand your surprise at the fact that we are still doing the podcast, but... She had to know that. This included Zorro. Oh, she, yeah, she totally knew. <laughs> tell her we're not even halfway done. No, don't tell yeah, her that. We're half done. She's going to start swearing. Okay. Yeah, we're half. We're halfway done. It's only she been three six. hours. We did not start at six. Zorro doesn't exist in this time zone. That's right. <laughs> so, when, when you go to these things... um. What is what is something that you look forward to when going to them? But what is something that you don't look forward to when going to them? <laughs> I, that's a, that's pretty easy. Here, let me give you the the th- so the things I the things I I look forward to and don't look forward to is the convention. <laughs> <laughs> wow! There you go. Now you it's might want to you might want to explain why. Explain. Why. Oh yeah. No, the, the the joke there is that, uh, you know, some of you may and may not know that, but uh, most of us uh, down around the llama parts here are, uh, we we help out with the uh, TeddyCon event. And so a lot of times when we go up there, uh, we spend, uh, you know, a good portion of the weekend working. Uh, so it's it's both a uh, it's both an excitement to go and see people we, we don't see often and, um uh, you know, make new experiences and, and have fun with, uh, you know, friends that, uh, that we only get to see a couple times a year. But then it's also like, oh God, I'm going to have to do X and Y and Z. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then it's, uh, so, so it's, you know, it's both, it's both a pro and a con. It's tiring, but I, I've always <laughs> looked back on it afterwards and been like, yeah. It's worth it. It, it feels good afterwards, but yes, I, it is a drain. Oh my goodness. It's I, a drain. But to, to give to give a more more uh, well at least a more uh, substantial answer to one of those you know given given the amount of effort that goes into you know helping out with one of those events I think one of my favorite things uh, that I that I enjoy about going to those events is is just seeing um, <clears throat> now mind you the only event I've ever gone to is TeddyCon so this is more of a directed answer at them, but I think one of the things that I, would, that I really enjoy up there is seeing all, all the different people who are getting to express a side of them that a lot of them end up having to keep hidden, and being able to be so open and carefree um, and, and just, you know, and just be, you know, who they are. That is what kind of makes the work worthwhile. One of my favorite things to do is to sit in the, 
<clears throat> sit in the little chairs there in the in the hallway outside the the main convention space at TC, and I like to just watch people come and go up and down the hallway, in and out of the con space. You know, you, you see couples, you see singles with friends, you see all 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 people from all walks of life, all ages, all roles, and it's just neat to see them having a good time and to know that you help make that happen. That 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 really kind of is its own reward. Right. So, alrighty, Luke. Um, I'm gonna have to echo a good portion of that. I mean, obviously, the uh, besides the munches, which I really go to, and I actually find the munches just to be a relaxing. Hey, this is a place where I can really talk about wherever, and in a weird way, actually not talk about this stuff <laughs> because it's like everyone knows, so like it doesn't even have to be brought up. It's a good just like de-stressor and capping off usually a week or a a month depending because DC's once a month and then you guys are every other week. As far as events actually go, it's really confusing for me in a place I'm trying to investigate for myself. Um, the only events I go to, I go to as staff. Um, I've been going to TC now. This is my first year. I was kind of a pseudo volunteer, and then this year I would. <laughs> say I was pretty much a full-time volunteer. Yeah. Um, in comparison to what I did the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am staff every year for the past four years at Camp Crucible, um, which is um, the Crucible's own uh, BDSM camp. You should uh, check that out. They have a little's cabin where we um, generally make camp a living nightmare for all the other normal characters <laughs> um, by leaving our tricycles all over the place. Nice. But um, <laughs> the the problem I've come with that is. While I'm very much a service-oriented person and I love essentially doing things for others and making others happy, I eventually start going to these events, and when it's over, or even worse, when I'm at the event, I'm like, I'm ready for this to end. And sometimes that's not good. Um, So I'm really trying to find out what it means for me maybe to finally go to an event as an attendee. But I'm afraid if I go to an event as an attendee, especially after seeing everything that happens on the other sides, I will be very concerned that, oh, my God, someone needs help, or I know that this or X, Y, Z needs to be done, and I'll want to step in. Uh, This year, I'm experimenting with that. I'm uh, tendering an email pretty much as we speak to Camp Crucible staff, telling them, yo, it's been fun. I need a real vacation, though, this year, so please allow me to pay you money to go to your event. Um, We'll see how that goes, um, because, yeah... um, these events are, they're really hard sometimes. Uh, yeah. It's a place where you can see everyone be, come together as a community, do really good things, and feel really good about themselves. Um, and it's a place where you can feel really good about the work you've been doing, but sometimes you feel like you're missing something, especially oh, sure. from that side. Sure. Um, I'd encourage to hear from the other people, though, who uh, go to these events. The one thing I don't like seeing at munches especially is people who don't get that we still, in a weird way of using this phrase, kind of got to be on the DL. And I don't mean the DL. I mean, like, the down low. Yeah. Like, um... Yeah. I, I want you to be who you are, and I want you to let your freak flag fly, but could you fly it at, like, half-mast? <laughs> um, yeah. That, that's all I ask for. I mean, uh, I wear cartoon shirts everywhere, so, like, that that's just normal. Right. But I don't wear my cartoon shorts maybe with... Short alls, or if I did, I don't wear them with the short alls with that iron-on patch. Right. You know, we 
I don't want to call people out um, at any munch group I've been to because, to be honest, it's been in every single munch group that I've had. And right. normally these are well-adjusted, great people who are just so happy to finally be themselves, and I really do get that, and I really do want yeah. to encourage that. But at the same time, like most of these events, we're, hey, we're still in public, and you know, be, yeah. yeah, you know, if you can deal with the looks, that's great. Sometimes I just don't want to deal with it's, the looks. It's yeah, not, it's a fine it's not, about, it's not even about the looks, though, because like you know, and, and again, this is like as a munch coordinator. Yeah, t- like, touch on the have, llama. Touch on the llama had, about that. We have had some people. They there was a girl once who came from. I don't know, D- Delaware, Jersey, something. She drove several hours to come out here oh. to one of our munches. Shows up in what I can only describe as a Lolita dress. And she's got a pacifier in her mouth. Her hair's up with a big bow. And she's got, like, a stuffed animal in her arm. And she comes walking in and asks for llama. And she comes over to the table. And the whole restaurant got quiet as she was walking to our table because everyone started looking and pointing and all the conversation ground to a halt. She walks up to the table and, like, bashfully waves at us and goes, Hi! And I was just like, oh, dear God. I was like the kid on stage with his pants down. Like, it was just that, just what is happening to me right now? And and here's the thing. It's not, it's not to... It's fine if you want to if you want to wear stuff like that at home. That's fine. But the concern as a munch coordinator, especially like this girl came from like two three hours away. Yeah. yeah. The odds of her running into someone she knows, mm-hmm. basically zero. That's not going to happen. The odds of like some, one of her friends or family members and uh, you know someone who doesn't know who she doesn't want to know bumping yeah. into her like zero. But. This is like, this is a restaurant that was 10 minutes from my house, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I have friends and family in the area, and, like, in the off chance, like, what if your boss or one of your coworkers or, you know, a friend of a friend or some some acquaintance, right. wa- you know, like, if yep, somebody exactly. were to walk in there and, and see you and they're like, oh, hey, how's it going, blah, 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 da, 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 and, like, as they're talking, they scan the table and go, what the fuck? Because yeah. now they're going to ask you, maybe not right then and there, but at some point, what was the deal with the girl at the end of the table? You know, and and then it becomes like it, it's just it's a it's a it's a privacy risk is what it, what yeah. it all boils down to. You know, is someone else's privacy could be compromised because you wore something that yeah you, you were comfortable in, but you could you could put somebody else in jeopardy because of it. Right. You know, that's really why we have those rules. And that's that's a really good point to drive that. For instance, Llama takes place in Lancaster County. Okay, Lancaster County, <laughs> Lancaster County is mega conservative. Oh yeah. Okay, so it, it's not like hey, walk the beaten path and whatever. We've got we've got plenty of diversity there. It's just when something is taken like that and thrusted in the faces of everyone, that can prove to be a problem. And okay, maybe yes. you, the individual, didn't mean any harm by it. That's okay. But the real truth is we're in a public setting. It's a public restaurant. Uh, there could be families there. There could be young families there. Mm-hmm. I, I always sort of say when you're going to a munch, mm-hmm. my opinion is that, you know, go to the munch, be dressed in a normal, vanilla, everyday fashion. Actually, the ruling uh, PA Daddy and his wife actually came up with was 
dress as if you were going to go to a family outing. How would you dress to right. go to that? That's what you need to dress in when you go to a public munch. Now, from a lot of these munches, uh, a lot of folks will have private parties at their houses, at which point right. a lot of those rules can change. But when oh, yeah, you're out in the public eye, yeah. and we also have other things, too. We never say FetLife. I always the like to throw out the yeah that website or yeah or I, the I like to use or... I like to use said given website. We also yeah. we also don't say the word diaper, and here's why. Uh, let's say you got a group of people, and the word diaper comes up once. It's fine, but if you've got a group of ten or eleven people, and you're just hearing diaper, 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 mm-hmm. diaper, 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 eventually yep. it draws attention. Yep. So uh, said given undergarment. Uh, Whatever you may be wearing down And even there. that yeah. is pushing it, in my opinion. Yeah, that is... You, well, I sure. literally... I, I've, I've gotten to the point where I just call it underwear. Yeah. You know? Our underwear. Is, crinkly, we know, whatever. We know what we're talking about. Nobody... Everyone else just like, why are people talking about underwear? Right. You know? Like... Uh, why aren't you? Way, that's way less weird to a vanilla than diaper, you know? Yeah. So... So it's... it's still, it it still isn't a matter works. of... It isn't a matter of destroying anyone's fun. But oh. I and if, if, oh I think it is I'm just it's, oh, no, yeah I'm, yeah yeah I'm kidding if I'm I kidding. can be if I can be cruel about this for a moment if you're the kind of person that really doesn't care how you affect other people if you're a kind of person who doesn't mind going out in public and really just flaunting it out there please whatever you do don't attend these munches yeah. don't put other people in a horrified position for a lot of us there's nothing more personal there's nothing more private than this. And if you're somebody that totally throws caution to the wind, please don't hurt other people by doing that. There are going to be a bazillion and one opportunities you have in your life where where it's safe and where it's appropriate to do that. But in a public restaurant, at some sort of a public gathering, that's not the time. Always do your best to keep others others in mind and the well-being of others. That's my opinion. And that's not to say that a munch group is not going to afford you that opportunity. I mean, hell, Lama's a perfect example where... Some of our members host parties throughout the year that are they're private parties. They're not posted publicly, and you have to be invited to them. But if you show up to the munches and you get to know people, you're you're going to get an invite. I mean, that's basically what it what it boils down to. You know, you show up, you make friends, you get to know people, and eventually someone's going to be like, "Hey, why don't you invite so and so?" You know, and then you get an invite. And then at those parties, I mean, hell, well, we have parties at our house. I don't give a shit what anybody wears. We pull the blinds down, we make sure nobody can see in, and you let your freak flag fly. I don't care. Right. You know? Like, you but in public, that's a whole other story. You bet. Uh, to answer the question for myself at conventions and gatherings and munches, the thing that I look forward to and don't look forward to is actually, actually the exact same thing for different reasons. It's the people. Now, the reason why I do look forward to it is because at some of these gatherings, it's the only time that I see them, and I get really excited. Hey, I'll be able to catch up with them, and I'll be able to uh, sit down and see what's new, and I'll I'll meet other folks that I've never met before. The conversations are what I really, really enjoy. At the same time, what I don't look forward to as well is the people, because I realize that there are so many people there, and I am doing so much, and I am in constant motion that I know I'm never going to be able to get to talk to all of them. It's an impossibility. We could be there for a week and it would still be tough. And I know that um, it's just simply that I have to, it's something that I have to accept. So my answer would be the people. And uh, I do my best 
to, to speak with all those that I can, but it is why when I have gone out to Chicago, I enjoyed it because there I just lend a hand every now and again. The rest of the time, I'm just able to talk to people and get caught up and whatnot. Some of those are fun. And that actually then leads into the next question because the one and only event I've gone to uh, was an outdoor gathering. And uh, uh, Luke has already touched on another event that happens there. But it takes place at a campground in northern Maryland. It's only about a half hour south of my front door. And it's the only event I ever went to where I actually led nothing, where I was asked to do nothing, and where I simply walked around the whole time and got drunk on Guinness. And Sounds now, a good week. Sounds like a llama munch. Well, yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Including the did nothing part. There you go. The event, the event was called Fet Fest. It no longer exists. Ah, uh, yes. But there are some other ones there. There's, um, Dark Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. Dark Odyssey does some things there. Um, Fusion, I, I guess that's a Dark Odyssey event. As well as, uh, yeah, slightly. Yeah. Right. As well as Crucible, which is what mm-hmm. Luke has touched on. And I will also say, of every place I've gone to, nothing touches that campground. Nothing touches that experience. Uh, not even the conventions, you know, the, the ones I hold near and dear. Nothing was as awesome to me as as that weekend at those events and, and at those places. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just simply the fact that it is that campground. There's something about it that's just, I hate to be cheesy and use the word magical. But that, um, I, I don't know if you if you felt that way about that campground. Luke. Well, the thing is, the, the gentleman who owns that campground and runs it is very aware of alternative communities, and he really wanted to set it up as a camp that would cater to those types of groups and give them a place to express themselves. Um, and to that end, he's done a rather well job. Um, I, I Like every group in every area, I think it has growing pains, and I think it has problems and things that it could do better, and also has plenty of things it could do worse, though. Um, the thing about uh, whether it's Camp Crucible or Fat Fest or Dark Odyssey or any of these events is, unlike these conventions where they're about three to four days and you're still at a hotel or something, this is a whole new place. You're usually, if you're at Camp Crucible, you're in a cabin. You have about 20 cabins you can choose from. Uh, Littles have two cabins. We usually try to fill them up with as many people, though there is plenty of space if you'd ever want to sign up. Um, and this is... Usually a week to nine days, these events. The shortest ones are four days. Um, Camp Crucible is about $800 for the full nine-day experience. And a lot of people tell me that sounds like a lot, especially when they compare it to however they pay to go to Capcom or TeddyCon. But then I ask yeah, them to... Yeah, that's not bad, though. Yeah, I ask them to tell me how much they paid for their TeddyCon ticket, and then they only tell me, oh, it was only $100 or something like that. This right. event's $800. Yeah. Then yeah, I'm like, how okay, much how much was your hotel room? Um, your three days of hotel room is probably about a hundred dollars a night. And uh, what did you eat while you were there? Because uh, the cool thing about camp, um, it's camp food, but they give you food. You got your eight hundred to nine hundred dollars, however much camp ends up being this year. All expenses paid. You uh, you eat and drink for on sessions. Practically a cruise on land um, with maybe the same caliber of food I've heard from some cruise. <laughs> In all honesty, though, just like these conventions, it's a place where you can really be yourself, but everyone takes it so much more as a vacation, especially with Camp Crucible. Um, Fet Fest and Dark Odyssey, you're looking upwards of a 1,000 people in this area 
trying yeah. to camp out in the same time, and it becomes a tent city. And yep. for some people, that's amazing. Some people, it becomes this whole communal living thing. They can set up little uh, communes or whatever. You 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 lived when communes were a thing, right? <laughs> yes. That, that that that's I'm speaking words you understand. Cool. I just wanted to make sure, like this is pre Woodstock. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so Camp Crucible, the event I prefer, we cap out at about 200 to 300 people. So everyone has a place at the dining hall. Everyone has a place at a cabin if they choose it. And it's just a week of, hey, we have two dungeons. We have a Little's Cabin set up with movies going 24-7 and all the Legos you could ever want and weird activities. And you can just pretty much do whatever you want. If you want to go set up a scene with someone you thought was cute, go do it. If you just want to walk around in a diaper all day, go do it. If you want to... Um, go skinny dipping in the pool, go do it. It's just a place where you can just like calm down and really do whatever you want. Um, if you're into pet play, they have a pony show every year where you can, uh, go pull a cart. Nate, I think you would make a great mule. Oh, oh I, I know. It, it's my wait, lifelong wait. ambition. I but think, actually, I think we get you a harness and hook you up. I think you would, uh, put on a really good showing. Like a cart, like a, like a chariot? Like yes, a, like yeah, a legit, like, a, it's like somebody, a legit cart. People ride handler, in it. Does your handler ride the cart? Yes. Ah, oh, um, that's so cool. I, I'd encourage you, they have a, a pony show every year where essentially they, they all train and they do a routine. That is and so they, cool. And they learn something and then they go out and do it. And it's it's a weird place where you can do a lot of crossover play and find out things you never knew about yourself or things that you were into. I don't know how many age players I went into who ended up spending time in the puppy cabin and they're like, fuck, I'm a puppy now. Or nice. they ended up spending time um, with the pony players or with um, other things. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't they, want to cut you off, but can yeah. you put that on the quote list, fuck, I'm a puppy now? I, yeah. just, I, I want to see that on there. It's on yes. there. <laughs> Um, I really just Google search Camp Crucible. You'll find out a lot of information about it. Um, feel free to reach out to me. I'm sure we'll link our Fed information and stuff like that after this. Oh, God. Um, You're going to know who I am. Yeah. I really think that it's an event that if you can afford it. And the cool thing is you don't have to go for the whole time. They do half weeks and they do weekends. It's always the Memorial Day weekend through the next weekend. So if you even have PTO that you have to do for work, because it starts on the Saturday before Memorial Day and ends on the Saturday after, I mean, on the Sunday after, you usually only at most have to take off four days because you usually get Memorial Day off. <laughs> they plan it through. They get the same time every year. It works out really well. Um, I will say it's an event that skews a little bit older, um, probably 30s to 40s plus, but younger people are coming in more and more every year and changing that demographic in that area. Um, the D.C., Maryland scene is, a, I would say, a little bit more of an older scene, but as New Blood's coming in and as the TNG groups are willing to kind of uh, realize that they themselves are getting older as well. Um, yeah, right. actually, Yeah. It's um, like Star Trek, the next, the next generation. Yes. It's, um, <laughs> I would say it's an amazing place. I can't really speak for Fetfest or Dark Odyssey, but it really just kind of allows you to do what you want. It's what you make of it. Um uh, one of the cool things is a lot of people always come up and they say, I'm really nervous about playing or I'm really nervous about finding a play partner. Uh, Camp Crucible is very into theatrics. And what they do is they do a um, twice a week, they do an auction night where essentially you can go up on a stage 
and say, this is the type of scene I want. I'm auctioning myself off for this type of scene. And you can list whether you want to be a top or a bottom for a certain scene, what you want done to you or what you want to do to someone else. And then there's fake money they get out of camp for doing your chores or just doing random bullshit. And people will bid on you for the right to negotiate with you and discuss and say it kind of works as an informal icebreaker for people. And it's just a lot of fun. Wow. That's a neat idea. I, I was really concerned until you said they had fake money they gave out. I was like, yeah. "Are we? at what point do we cross so, the line into Vegas so, territory? So but, there is – well, you mentioned that they usually have a casino night, a fake casino night where sweet. you go in and you play blackjack or roulette and people just throw fake money at you. The dealers stack the decks in your favor to win at every hand of blackjack. If you bust, they make sure the dealer busts higher than you. Um, they just go around having fun. Um, I've had a lot of fun because a lot of people try to wear their like sluttiest outfit to that. And I showed up to it in short alls and like a neon pink shirt with a sippy cup full of like candy juice and was just like, hit me, hit me like 20 times and yelling at people. And it was fun. That's great. Well, okay. Uh, I have one more question and then it's the big conclusion, but I was told to ask you a question, Luke, about something that happened to you. At Crucible, some <laughs> some sort of a some some sort of a, an experience uh, or something that had like a lasting effect on you that that was unlike any other. I totally okay. got to hear about this. Yep. All right. So, um, content wait, wait, warning wait. for anyone who needs yeah. it for uh, kidnapping, potential yeah. rape play, and potential um. Uh, childhood horror plays. Yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, Absolutely. If that bothers you, do not listen to this story. Yes. You have been warned. Um, I will spare no expense. I am a fucked up individual. <laughs> um, one of the services that Camp Crucible offers, if you choose to accept and would like to partake, is a formalized um, kidnapping, if you will. Essentially, before camp is in session, you can fill out a form where you discuss a scene that you would like to happen to you. Um, you write down the people you are okay with. You write down people you are not okay with. You write down things you like. You write down the things that if you do this, I will murder you. Oh, um, you make it very clear. Um, this is a group of people, usually dominants, who are very um, trusted in the group. Um, and I would say I put a lot of faith in them because they're giving their camp time to try to make other people's fantasies come to life. For some people, this might be the only play they get at camp. And the idea is you write what you want, and they're going to do their damnedest to make sure it happens. Um, I've seen someone who asked for um, uh, one woman wanted to be beat up by the Clockwork Orange men. And we had four guys show up in the outfits from the Droogs and Clockwork Orange. Uh, walking down the camp path whistling and with their walk sticks and then beating her while they used fake English accents. Wow. <laughs> That's we ha- beautiful. We had someone who wanted to do a German World War II interrogation scene. Holy cow! Oh my God. And they did it. However, no one on camp staff speaks German. <laughs> so it has gone down in history as that one guy who got yelled at in fake German. Um, I'll see Klockstein. Yeah, exactly. We've had um we've had cutesy shit where people have, like I just want to be uh, kidnapped by a group of boys and cuddled for an hour. Like Aww. you can you can really they'll do what you want. Yeah. So me 
It was my second year. I was still staff. Um, I, uh, I mostly work kitchen and cooking there, so I make sure everyone's fed. Um, and I decided I really kind of like to play with Dark Age play and stuff like that. And maybe that's a topic for a different time. But I decided <laughs> what's like the most stereotypical child nightmare? And I settled on, well, there's monsters under every bed. So I asked and I said, I first asked everyone in my cabin to make sure this would be okay. And I went around and they all agreed or they said they would be elsewhere. And I said, I really just want to be kidnapped by the monsters under the bed in the middle of the night, have them do terrible things to me and then put me back in the cabin as like a warning for everyone else of like, be good or else the monsters get you. And I said what I did like and what I didn't like. So I said, like, yeah, you can stick a dick in my mouth or up my butt. I really don't care. Uh, please don't put needles in me. I really don't like needles. I, I said things like that. But I didn't, like, give them really anything except I just want to be kidnapped by the monsters under the bed. <laughs> we. Um, I really wish this was a video podcast, by the way, so you guys could see the look on Zoro's face right now. It is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> Zoro, I'm I'm sorry because this is like the this is act, this is act one of a it's yeah this is act one of a five act saga. Oh my! So that I was might, I might need to start screen capping. Hold on. <laughs> so that was essentially in Fair Verona where we doth lay our scene. Um, so now moving on, uh, I've been staffing at camp for about like two days that year and stuff like that. And um, the theme for camp this year for especially for kids was holidays. We were going to have a different holiday at kids' camp every day. And so we're getting close. And on casino night, well, backing up, the name of the uh, crew, of the kidnapping group is called the Black Kraken. They call themselves Black Kraken Acquisitions. Okay. They have, they have right. T-shirts. They're incorporated. They have presidents and vice chairs and all that stuff, like presidents of acquisitions, president of insertions, things like that. Okay. Um. President I, of Insertions. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now I'm I was scared. teasing. <laughs> I was teasing their new head president, a um, woman by the name of Button, who is a very like, I'm gonna exaggerate, but she's like four foot four. She is like the smallest thing I've ever seen in the world, and she's the new person in charge of kidnapping. Oh. There's there's no way my ass is getting kidnapped by a group led by some four foot four dainty little girl. Okay. And I'm going to let them know that there's no way they're getting me, and there's no way they're going to do a good job. So the whole camp, I taunted them. And I taunted them relentlessly. And it was all in good fun, but I definitely crossed some lines on being like, you can't give me this, you can't do it, you guys don't know how to do it, you're all cowards, things like that. Obviously joking, and they knew I was joking, but I was questioning their honor. Fast forward to casino night, which happened to be at kids camp the night before Christmas. Oh, my and blue heaven. I, I have my stitch plushie, which goes with me everywhere. And while I'm playing cards, a fancy cocktail waitress is flirting with me and filling up my drinks. And suddenly my plushie's gone. And I knew she took it because she works for the Kraken. But I couldn't prove it. So I keep telling her, I'm like, you stole my doll. I know you stole it. I'll get you. I'm like, you guys think you're all smart stealing my toys, but I got you. I see you for who you are. And then they're like, uh-huh, just just go to sleep, kid. And so then I get back to my cabin, and the bed next to me had been empty all week. And suddenly there's someone in the bed completely under the covers. 
three days beforehand, I was told that a girl was coming in late to camp and she was going to be arriving late that night. So if I came in, she was probably sleeping and not to disturb her. I was slightly inebriated and I was really tired, so I didn't care. (laughs) Turns out one of my kidnappers was in the bed next to me. And she was hiding in the bed for like three hours before I was going to be kidnapped and actually going to sleep a little bit in my cabin so that when it was time, she could be right in the cabin to get me. Okay. She actually crawled up (laughs) my bed while I was asleep. She got out of her bed and crawled under my bed. And they brought in about four other people wearing all different masks. So, like, you know the horse head from Godfather? Right. They had someone wearing, like, a Godfather horse mask. They had someone wearing a demon mask, and the girl who was under my bed, the woman, um, she goes by the scene name of Lady Green, and she's the most terrifying person on the planet, and I respect her immensely. (laughs) Uh, She straddled me while wearing full-on Raggedy Ann makeup, and she was, like, right in my face, and she shined a flashlight on her face to wake me up, said, like, good morning, little boy, and then she threw a bag over my head. Uh, the look on his face is so good. They dragged me out of the um out of the uh, bed into the back of a truck, threw me like a sack of potatoes into the back of the truck and bound my arms <laughs> together so I couldn't get out and then took off. And in reality they just drove circles around the camp, but they made it seem like they were driving forever. And then they took me to the um one of the dungeons where they had music set up and a couple mats set up and they started playing Christmas music, specifically trans Siberian orchestra Christmas album. Um, and they essentially said they were the, uh, spirits of lost toys. And just like I had lost my toy earlier that night, I had to be punished because I never went to look for him. And they essentially, um, did terrible things to me. They put things inside me. They touched me. They, Scratched me, hit me, bit me, all this stuff that's making Nate squirm. Why? It's all I want to know. All I want to know is why. Apparently, I started off screaming things just like, I just want to go home. And by the end of it, they felt they were successful when I was screaming, I just want to live. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Yeah, I told you, I go to dark places. Um, the part that breaks a lot of people and actually got a lot of people (laughs) wanted to, um, to participate in the scene. And they actually said they would not participate. Was the final mind fuck they did to me is at the end of it, they, um, told me I didn't love my stuffy enough and they pulled, um, their, my blindfold off and they showed me my stitch pluffy and they said, do you want him back? And I said, yes. They put the plush, the blindfold back on me and then they took a knife to a different plushie, not mine, to a different one and they shredded it on top of me and like covered me in the fluff of a of a sacrificial plush. <laughs> so they mind fucked me into trying to think that they they broke my favorite stuffed animal. <laughs> I, isn't that the worst part? Isn't that worse than having like dicks shoved in my mouth? Like isn't that worse somehow? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. a little bit, a little. Yeah, a yeah, little a, bit. It's fucked up. Oh. So, um, I still keep that plushie's carcass, though, to this day, and every once in a while, Stitch wears him as, like, a war trophy. Like, he's a war chief. I'll have to bring him by one day for you to see, so you can see. But, um, then they just wrote, like, warnings on me, and they put me in front of the cabin the next day for someone to find me. 
Now, when they put me for someone to find me, they made sure one of them was watching around the corner to make sure I was always fine throughout, like, the one hour before people woke up and stuff like that. They sure. would always were concerned for my – like, they had my inhaler the whole time. I had a safe word set up if I ever needed to safe word out of this. But what I'm trying to illustrate here is I told them I just want to be kidnapped by the monsters under the bed. And they met and made they this came whole up. fucking yeah. story. They came up with the rest of that. Yeah, that's, that's and, awesome. Um, the uh, best note is uh, that year for Christmas, my dad bought the family Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas <laughs> oh, um, ticket of course for he us did. all to go see it at the Wells Fargo Center. And, and I just had the whole time. I just had to sit there and take it. Like a bitch. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say this: um, we're skipping all the other questions because there's nothing. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to understand. That That's what's great about this stuff. You don't have to understand. Yeah. You just have to just. Yeah. Say, okay, that sounds cool, I think. Maybe not for me, but well, move sure, on. Sure, yeah. Yeah, but th- there's still no question that I can follow yeah. that up. There, nope, nope, that, that's a good topic to end on right there. So, that uh, was the climax the, of climaxes right there. That's either the best ad I can give for Camp Crucible or the worst <laughs> ad. <laughs> but uh, wow. go to Camp Crucible, kid. Make your dreams come true. <laughs> There you e- go. Even even if they're not even if they're not dark and twisted like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't have to be. That yeah. was just that was what you asked for, and they made it happen, and they made it happen spectacularly. Yeah, it sure so, did. You wow. know, so yeah, it's a it's yeah. I I tell you something that's impressive. Just from a, I, I don't really want to compare it to theater, but just from. I, it, it's very theatrical. What it, oh, t- what, totally. it what it took to produce that, uh, you know, the, the right. coordination of so many people, yeah. and, and how they Could thought ahead, imagine? how they thought ahead, so that should something so, have gone wrong, they had yeah. somebody there to to put the kibosh on it quickly. Like, you know, they kept Could safety imagine, in mind. Wow. Yeah. Could you imagine the fuckers who had to wake up at like because they got me at like two thirty in the morning? So these fuckers probably rewoke up or stay wa- stayed awake until like two in the morning. Sitting around a campfire somewhere, knowing they're about to do this, just going, what the fuck is wrong with us? All right. That's let's impressive. Go, let's go take a boy out of bed. Yeah. I would say, if that's your thing, then um, uh, $800 is a bargain. And right? and also, having been to that campground, even if that isn't your thing, um, knowing full well that, that that it's all in the name of fun... Like, I saw some of those I, I takedowns or whatever you want to call them. I saw some of those happening. They, they attempted yeah. some of that. At, uh, yeah. The, I remember the one girl, they, uh, uh, she wanted to be uh, kidnapped by the gorillas. That's what they were called at Fest. <laughs> and they were taken down um, down to the pond and then along the side, which is like a, at the very base of the campground. And there was a cage they put her in. And she was in there completely naked. And they gave her a bottle of water, and and that's where they kept her captive as a, I don't know, like a POW or whatever for a little while. And the whole time they kept asking her, are you okay? There was one person who was there but wasn't actually active within it. His only purpose was to continue to make sure she was okay. It's awesome as well, like that location, because there's a bazillion and one different things. It's it's like a kinky salad, you know, like it's all tossed (laughs) together, and it works really well. And wow, dude, that's, that is awesome. That's, that is right there is the last thing we're going to talk about because I will never you look at that. Well, that's true. That's true. Yep. <laughs> wow. Thank you. 
Of course, no. It's a fun story to tell, especially if you keep making those faces. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I think I actually managed to get a couple screenshots of it. I couldn't get video with audio behind it, so I Oh, yeah, it. no. Oh, my goodness. Well, that being said, um, uh, first and foremost, uh, let's let's actually go around, all three of us, and actually tell everybody what our FetLife names are. Let's start with you, Luke. Uh, you can find me at star underscore platypus. Uh, no real reason for the name. Just sounds fun. Okay. And, um, well, PA Daddy, I'm giving it away, but you are? Well, I'm PA underscore Daddy. The underscore is immensely important because oh. there's actually another PA Daddy, and he's uh, just over the river in York, uh, but his name does not have the underscore. So uh, if you are trying to look me up on FET, um, I, I will say I don't accept friend requests from strangers, but you're welcome to follow me. And uh, if you come to a llama munch and we get to know each other, I will happily friend you. But okay. don't don't feel hurt if you send me a friend request and I don't accept it. <laughs> right. And uh, the there is the llama group on FetLife as well. And there's actually uh, there's a llama user actually. If you're yes. interested in finding out about the llama events and the things that we get up to around the the Lancaster area. Uh, you are welcome to look up the user. It is Lama, L-L-A-M-A, underscore Munchie, M-U-N-C-H-I-E. Uh, and that is the user account that we use to post all of the Lama-related events and uh, posts in the groups and things like that. Um, so you, that account does accept all friend requests. So you send any friend request you want to that account. We check it uh, usually once or twice a week or so. Uh, we will accept your friend requests, and then from that point forward, whenever we post an event, you'll hopefully see it in your uh, your feed on uh, on FetLife. Right. Did you want to uh, say a quick word about our trip to Hershey coming up? Well, yeah, I, I suppose it is about the time of year for that, isn't it? Uh, if, if you are from a little further away and, uh, you know, driving, uh, you know, I could absolutely understand not wanting to drive three, four hours for a two-hour munch. Um, but we, we will be going to Hershey Park, uh, the sweetest place on earth. Uh, <laughs> that is going to be December 8th. Uh, I believe the park is, uh, is open. Uh, you know what? Let me not misspeak since I'm sitting in front of a computer anyway. Give me, uh, uno momento for Lucas there. That's not um, how that's said. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> un, un momento. Uh, no, that's better. Anyway, it is uh, December 8th. We will be there from noon to 10 p.m. Uh, the Hershey Chocolate World is open a couple hours earlier. I believe the Chocolate World opens at 9 a.m. Um, so if you if you are coming from further away, you know, if you're three, four hours away and you can't make it to a llama munch, but you still want to check out the group and meet some people. We do have that event coming up. It is posted in the Llama group on FetLife. You can find it through the Llama account as well. I believe tickets are $20. Uh, they're like 20 uh, let's see, before November 20th, I believe they're $20. And then they go up to 27 afterwards. That's Hershey's pricing, not ours. You buy your tickets directly from Hershey Park. No money goes to Llama. Uh, it's a public event. Anyone's welcome, but it is a vanilla dress code because it is a public. So you're welcome to come out, have a good time. There's going to be all kinds of good stuff there. They have all the lights up. They play Christmas music with Christmas lights. And uh, last year we were fortunate enough to get some snow flurries, and it, it turned into a really beautiful day. So that was a lot of fun. 
the uh, roller coasters are closed, though, correct? Uh, so they do have their – if you go and you find the event, uh, somewhere in there is a link to the Hershey Park website that will tell you all the rides that are open. Uh, there are 48 rides in total, including six of the roller coasters. But that is weather dependent because right. some, the roller coasters, uh, in the event of snow, the roller coasters yeah. cannot be operating because it's a safety hazard, uh, could cause the brakes to fail. So yeah, that's hit or miss. But, uh, every, but everything else is open. They have a lot of the ground rides that stay open, whether, you know, regardless of the weather. Zoo America is open. So, you know, you could see the, uh, you know, they got like 200 different animals in there all from all over North America. That's open until 4.30 in the afternoon. They do like a Christmas show at the theater there inside Hershey Park, and that's free admission with your ticket. So you can go see that. You know, and then they have the arcades and, and the carnival games and stuff like that open as well. So it's Perfect. a it's a really fun uh, really fun day there. My favorite part last year was they had these uh, these insulated souvenir cups that were like ten. I want to say they were like ah ten twelve dollars. It wasn't really that much. It was just like an insulated coffee cup looking thing, and you bought that for like ten twelve bucks, and then all day you could get free hot drinks, which included like Lipton hot tea, coffee, or hot chocolate. Uh, and they would just refill it anytime you want. You just go up to any of the stands, and they give you hot chocolate. And, Jesus, I probably gained 50 pounds that day from all that hot chocolate we were drinking. But it was, it was, it was awesome. You can search for that event under events on FetLife, but there's also a link to it. We put up a posting about it in the Llama group as well, two different ways. But let's say you're not even within the area. I always put this plug out there. Get onto my profile, which is Zorro Daddy, 10 letters straight. Go down to the groups that I lead, and there's one, I keep getting the name wrong, but I believe it is the Ultimate Directory of FetLife ABDL Groups. <laughs> and this is a, a collection of about 2,000 or so different groups of ABDL theme or, or ABDL, ABDL-ish theme that I found on FetLife. And a lot of them are uh, linked to different munches within your area. Some some of the links are global. Some of the links are by state. Some of the links are just simply by category. And others are, uh, the rest of them, I believe, are, are alphabetical. There's quite a bit there. So there may well be something going on in your neck of the woods if you're not, you know, crazy local to Pennsylvania. <clears throat> Gentlemen, I, I will speak seriously now when I say thank you very much for having been a part of this and for having given everybody a little bit of a taste of what the Llama Munch is about. You guys are definitely family. And the longer the, this crazy munch thing goes on, the more so we become, you know, even closer. And that's, I can't say that enough about the community that we're a part of. Some of the people that are, in fact, my closest friends in life are folks that I met either on FetLife or at a munch or at a convention or, or something of this nature. And it, it's uh, truly yeah. been rewarding. So. Agreed. I always end every one of these podcasts the exact same way, and it's with a few sweet words that sound a little something like this. There are always dreams to be dreamt, fairy tales to be told, happily ever afters to be pursued, memories to be made, that constant yearning to find completion, the greatest passion yet to be found, that deepest love yet to be discovered, that perfect story to be written, and the opportunity awaiting to feel it all. Again, 
and again. Blessings to you all. Until next time, take care.